It's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. Let's ride! <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Sorry. <laughs> Stupid. And welcome back to another very special edition of the Pandarin Talk. I'm your host, Jordan Mask. And with me, as always, Sean Dangler. Sean, we are on... Fast and Furious 6 here. Oh, yeah. And we have some special guests with us today. Yes. We have our own Han and Giselle. We have Levi and Caitlin. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Excited to talk about the Fast and the Furious. Good. Can't wait for the bridge scene. It might be the best scene in the whole series, but we'll talk about it when we get there. (laughs) Yes, 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 we will. Um, Yeah, let's just jump right into this because this was an exciting movie. Um, Oh, yeah. So we start off with Dom and Brian. They're racing down the coast. You think it's just another race between them? Um, we come to find out we're in Spain. I don't know about you guys, but me and Sean had no idea where we were. <laughs> yeah, we were not, we're we, uh, not located. We're looking it up uh, on our way here, so couldn't remember where they started. <laughs> yeah, it's not very clear. It's just in some country where the cops can't get them. I guess. Ex- extradition territory or non-extradition, non-extradition territory. Yeah, that word is said a lot. Yes. In this movie <laughs> in the last one. So um, they're racing. They get to this. You don't know what it is. They get out of the car, they're running the building, you find out it's a hospital, and it's insinuated me as having a baby, um, the nurses are kind of freaking out and everything. I don't know about you guys, but Brian looked a lot older in this scene than he did in the other <laughs> movies to me. Like, time is not doing him well, I, well oh, yeah. on on his standards, I guess. Still beautiful, man. Still beautiful, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the first thing that Caitlin said uh, when we like paused the movie the first time. She's like, wow, Brian looks older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So his eyes are still popping. So. He's, oh, he's so beautiful with those <laughs> eyes. I will always fall for Paul Walker over those eyes. <clears throat> so before Brian goes into the nursing room or whatever it's called, I'm not really good with hospitals here. Um, Dom gives him a little pep talk. He says, Brian, you're going to be a great dad. You want to know how I know? Because I'll be there to kick your ass if you're not. <laughs> so classic Dom move here. Classic Dom. So... Then we cut to the credits, and good old Wiz Khalifa pops in here. Love it. Love this intro song. One of my favorite. The whole whole intro is amazing. Like, if you watch the series and you're a fan, you, like, see this stuff, and you're like, yes, this is what we're here for right here. Yeah, we're getting a little more uh, previously on the Fast and Furious on this one, like we did in the last one. Yeah, in Fast Five, if you guys haven't seen it recently, literally at the beginning, it's like, previously in the Fast and Furious franchise, and they catch you up, and they do it again here, but better. Yeah, this is really great. They definitely skip over Tokyo Drift, because why not? Like, we don't need to. No one needs to know. And not too much in Too Fast, Too Furious, but that's all right. So, then we jump to Moscow here. We meet up with our boy Hobbs and his new sidekick, played by... Sean, what's her name? Gina, Gina Carano. Carano, yep. Yeah, uh, she's she's now been canceled since yes. then. So yeah. um, I think her name's Riley in this movie. I don't think yes. they ever say her name, but her name's Riley. So the worst character in the movie. We can just the say worst, it the worst right actor off the in bat. the movie. The worst character. She's definitely the worst actor. I, I kind of like her. She brings a little physicality to the role, but yeah, she's not not a real great actress. Um, she comes on the screen and you know she's going to be a bad guy. Like zero character development <laughs> the whole time. I just feel like the first time I saw this movie, I she came on and I knew instantly. There's really? no way that this could turn out well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're way better at that. Yeah, time. you're way better <laughs> than not seeing that coming. I'm not good at it any other time for whatever reason. So, do you guys remember? Was she like still big in the MMA world at this point, or not? She did one big fight after this movie, didn't she? And then she just did more acting. I okay. Think, if I recall. Yeah. Um, I was excited because I recognized her because I was, at the time, I was the first time I saw this movie, I was friends with a guy who was big into MMA and stuff, 
And so like he showed me fights and stuff and I saw her come up and I was like, finally, we're going to get a really, really cool woman fight scene. And we got it, which we'll get to. In there is a very good woman <laughs> fight scene in this. Yeah, I couldn't remember because didn't she like she was big. Then didn't Ronda Rousey come in and kind of beat her and then she wasn't big. Is that that sounds of, right? Yeah. OK, it really doesn't matter for the movie. I'm just curious. So um, they so they bring in the story about how Shaw has stolen something from somewhere. They really aren't very clear about this. He just stole something from like a government agency. There's a car in a building, and they're making jokes, and they caught one of his crew members. And now they're at the police station about to interrogate him. Hobbs, is, Hobbs just says, or no, Carano says, I got you five minutes with a guy, and Hobbs just goes, I only need two. Which, classic Hobbs. Classic Hobbs. Classic. Coming in hot with the Under Armour, you know, sponsored by Under Armour again. Yeah, his shirts aren't quite as tight this movie. Um... He's more swole, though. That's the thing. So you said that. I'm not sure. He must have sized up. So when you get to certain sizes, you have certain, like, you wear a shirt and it's tight, and then you look big. But then you get a little too big, and then you wear that same shirt size, and it looks ridiculous. Uh, And so I had this at one point in my life. (laughs) And so you look smaller for a time, but then he'll gain, like, 50 more pounds, and then he'll be right back where he was, just in the bigger shirt size. (laughs) Oh, I don't know that life. I'm too skinny for that, I guess. I've had that, but it's just more around the gut. I don't have the arms and the shoulders and all that, so. Same thing. Same thing. So Hobbs just goes in there and just beats the crap out of this guy. Um, yeah, he, he drags him through the ceiling. <laughs> he picks him up and he drags him through the ceiling. I think he tosses him through a table at one point. He um, heaves him eight feet, eight feet across, across the room, the, yeah, into the corner. My, he's, my, he's officially became superhuman at, at this point. In the it's, film. Sh- it's shocking that he can lift them with all the baby oil on his hands. Like, it's pretty stunning. Yeah. So, so wait. We, we had this conversation last time. Is it sweat or, bo- or baby oil? What do you think? I mean, uh, is it Roman that says, why do I smell baby oil? I think baby oil. True. I think we're supposed True. to believe it. Yeah, you yeah. always you always lube up before a scene <laughs> if you're trying to look jacked because you get the light, you get the reflection. People are like, ooh, that guy's jacked. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need it, though. But yeah, you're probably right. So my favorite part of this scene, though, is the one other cop who's like watching it besides Riley. He's like, can he do that? And Riley's just like, no. But are you going to tell him to stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got her uh, famous horrible acting when she says that. <laughs> She's yeah. like, are you going on and stop him? Like, Come on, at least sell the line to me. Come on, I want to I wanna believe I'm here. So then it just like Hobbs walks out of the room. The dude is like, looks like he just got like killed essentially in the corner. Yeah. Um, and they say like he gave up where Ho- or Shaw's at. And, and the door's wide open. Like, it's like, clearly, like, I don't know. If I was another cop, I'd be like, I don't know if you're supposed to do that. Just leave the guy destroyed in that room. Just but leave the door just wide open. Wide too. open, too. Like, don't even try to cover it up. It's a cool shot, but you're right. Impractical. <laughs> so, then we cut to Dom in bed with Elena from Fast Five. Fast Five. Mm-hmm. Also known as Thor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just hanging out in this Spain villa, just living life. Uh, Dom gets out, gets up, just goes out to his balcony here. Where there's an engine just sitting outside. <laughs> That's my favorite part. You're like, if you've not seen the Fast and the Furious movies and you see this and you're like, oh, he He's must be a car guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're totally in it at that point. They're like on a beach and he just has an engine there. No garage, just an engine sitting there. <laughs> gotta redo those heads, man. Yeah, you gotta true. get them done. <laughs> so do you think he built it like from, like, did he build it up there or do you have to move that thing up there? Because that couldn't have been like light. To get up there. No, you use a you use an engine jack, you dismount it from the car frame, and then you wheel it so that you have an ocean view at your Spain villa because that's <laughs> what everybody else does. So, so I forget what what movie was it? The fourth one where he almost smashed some guy's head in with an engine? 
And he like grabbed yes, it. Yes, I believe it's four. So after that, I looked up the weight of an engine. It's like 600, 700 pounds. <laughs> so he's just like hanging out, just moving these engines around. Just showing how strong Dom is here. Was it a full engine or was it like part of an engine? Like was it the head cap? You know, it looked like a full engine, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not a car guy. It just looks like what I would say an engine looks like. We'll verify and come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get IT on that one. So he goes out there to work on his engine here and... Hobbs just shows up. Hobbs just hanging out Hobbs, on the balcony. Hobbs pulled the Dom. I don't know if you remember from the other mm-hmm. Fast and Furious mm-hmm. stuff. So Dom mm-hmm. loves to just show up in the dark behind people. <laughs> Batman. It. Yep. Yeah, it was daylight. Hobbs is just there. Yeah, uh, how long was he there? Was he like sitting there while they were just like talking, like having their little like lovey lovey morning, and he's just like, I'm just gonna wait. Let, let them do their thing. <laughs> there since the night before, probably. Didn't want to interrupt. Ooh, probably. So. He's like, ooh, wrong time. Yeah. Wrong time. He was running out of baby oil. He almost left. <laughs> but Made it out of town. Almost had to come back tomorrow. Dom took a little long there. <laughs> so he essentially tells Dom, like, hey, I got a job for you and your crew. I need you guys here. You're going to want to help me. Dom essentially tells him, fuck off. Mm-hmm. And then Hobbs is like, no, no, believe me. You really want to do this job. Look at these pictures. And he shows him the pictures of Letty. And Dom's immediately in. Yeah. No questions asked. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. He's ready to go. He's flaunting in that necklace, ready to rock and roll. <laughs> So every time you see a scene with Hobbs and Dom, you really need to watch how they position the people because uh, Hobbs uh, is huge. He's six five. Six five. I wrote it down. Oh, you got the you got enormous. Yeah. And, and, and Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel is six foot even. So I, I think that's generous. So, <laughs> yeah. so they square them up so that the camera makes it look like they're similarly sized. But you got to watch it. They try really, really hard to make Dom look really, really big. Yeah, I don't know if it's this scene or a later scene, but like. They're looking opposite ways, and they're trying to make... the end scene. The very last one. That's what prompted me to look up the heights. I was like, ooh, this seems fishy. They're trying to make them look the same height, but it's definitely like the rocks just for... Yes. (laughs) So, I think at this point, is Hob then... Or, this is when Dom goes to then talk to Brian, I believe, right? Or am I wrong? You're correct, and it's the first time they've all met that baby, I think, based on the way that they uh, act... Oh yeah, uh, they're all like like uh, acting like they've never seen a child before, trying to get it to play with these cars, and they're oh, talking yeah. about Uncle Dom. But it's clear that Uncle Dom has never seen this child before. <laughs> I am not sold on the fact that he's met this baby in the past. This, this very large baby, so it's not like a brand new baby. <laughs> right, right. So, so note to the director: introduce the baby to the cast yeah. before the next movie. <laughs> yeah, there's this is like the start of the jokes where Brian's trying to give him a skyline, Dom's trying to give him a. Muscle car. American muscle. <laughs> Charger. Yep. yep. And, I mean, he just kind of convinces, or he kind of asks Brian if he wants to join. Brian says yes. Or I think Brian says no at first, right? Or, or, or Dom just no. was going to tell him, and then Brian decided he was going to join, because Dom didn't want to threaten their family, right? Yeah, that's it. Yep. He didn't want to bring him in because they had the kid now. And, mm-hmm. But then I think Mia comes out and is like, no, I want you guys both to go, because I trust you both to go to protect each other, I guess. Yeah, you have a better chance of coming back. Yep. So I think this is the point where then we start meeting up with all the uh, previous Fast and Furious Yeah, it's characters. a classic get the team together type of thing. Or where's the team at, I guess? <laughs> Seen in every action movie ever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we got Ludacris hanging out on some coast shirtless. You missed the at- first part of the Roman plane scene. Oh, yes, yes, sorry. Yes, no, the first part of Roman, he's just hanging out with a bunch of models on this private, private jet. jet. Yeah. Going to Morocco? Is that where he's going? Macau. Macau, which Macau. is in China. Okay. Yeah. To a... Awesome casino that he's going to... It's the gambling city in China. Yep. Okay, okay. See, this is why we bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> so he brings him on, and he's telling him about like, all the great things they're going to do, all the fun they're going to have. Cut to or cut to Tej. He's on the coast. 
um, getting made fun of by all these locals that he must know. And he sets off the ATM to spew money everywhere. Yeah, really sh- emphasizing how good he is with being a tech guy now <laughs> that he can program the ATM to shoot money. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's just a setting. You just type in the numbers the right way and it just shoots the money right out. Yeah. And then we, we go to Han and Giselle who are just hanging out and... Is it Tokyo? Like, that's what I They're not there out. yet. They're definitely eating Asian street food, but they definitely haven't made it there yet. Okay. Okay. So they're just in... An Asian The place fringes of city. Southeast Asia or something. <laughs> They're making yeah. their way there, man. They're making their way um, there. Giselle, like, speaks whatever language they are, the locals are speaking, and Han is super impressed. And they keep, like, inferring, like, ooh, we love each other. Like, definitely nothing bad's going to happen to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to go to Tokyo together. Um, and then we cut to all of them getting caught. So, I, or I guess Roman just gets a call, and he's like, hey, turn the plane around. We're going back. Uh, all you models, I got some... His big joke is, I got some vouchers, vouchers yeah. <laughs> for the buffet. Um, Tez just gets a call, and he's just like, all right, see you guys. I'm out of here. And Giselle and Han get picked up by the police, and they get a phone call from Don at the same time. So Hobbs is, Hobbs is connected, is what we're made to infer in this. Yes. So I think at this point, we go to London, and they all get briefed about what's going on. They're like, hey, Deckard Shaw, or is it? Deckard Shaw? Am I getting the right Shaw here? Owen Shaw. Oh, Owen Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Owen Shaw. <laughs> so I just call him Shaw the whole movie. So I think that's mm-hmm. fair. So they're like, this is Shaw. He was essentially a special agent for the UK where they had a car division that went into places and got stuff out for him. So uh, did you guys notice that the HQ that they have kind of looks like a parking garage? They kind of set up like a movie set. Does anybody else? Did you see that? So, yes. There's <laughs> not a lot in there. <laughs> We had multiple comments from the guy we were watching this with about how it just made no sense where they were at the whole movie and how they would just be dying from the car fumes in there in this very closed environment. So, yeah, you're right. They were definitely like, ooh, headquarters, headquarters. Yeah, we'll just rent out that same uh, parking ramp that we had last time. That'll work, right? Yes. (laughs) Just a different angle, different uh, green screen in the back. (laughs) And then, so, this is where Hobbs explains that Shaw, what they're trying to get is a nightshade bomb which is essentially sounds like a emp but like bigger or worse somehow i don't know they didn't really explain it they just wanted to call it a night nightshade bomb yeah. i think and they're like this sounds badass oh yeah a lot of action movies are written just for the the bad device or whatever just so they can say it you yeah know? exactly <laughs> and during this whole scene i don't know about you guys but this roman like bit that he's doing where he's trying to get stuff out of the vending machine didn't work I didn't, I didn't like it. I thought it was just super <laughs> stupid. So I think Roman didn't have enough lines or something. And he was, in the last movie, wasn't he the comedic relief? Yeah. Yeah, yes. and so I think they just tried to give him more lines and more screen time. Because he is part of the team, and he was pretty vital for... Wasn't he a distraction in the last one? Or is that the next one? Or maybe mean, that's the next he's one. He's kind of always just a distraction. He's always a distraction. <laughs> right. No, Fast Five, he, he helped get into... Got the evidence into the vault yeah. area. And he, he was kind of a driver in Fast Five, like... Mm-hmm. And from this point on, he's just comedian. Yeah, he's like not as cool as he was in Too Fast, Too Furious. Well, you got too many characters. Yes. They're like, they're <laughs> they like, we dro- can't lean on Robin as hard anymore. <laughs> they even dropped two characters. Yeah, they, they never even mentioned that. What, what are their names, Sean? Dick, <laughs> never remembers this. Leo and Santos from right. Fast Five. They just explain them away by being mm-hmm. like, oh, they last were seen in this casino in uh, Mon- Monte Carlo. No, not Mon- no, Monte Carlo. But then at the end of that last movie, didn't they lose all their money? Yeah, basically, that's yeah. what it's implied. <laughs> so maybe they got drug in the back and got beat up by the people at the casino. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. We've never seen them. I, I didn't miss them one bit. But. Yeah, 
They weren't much. It's okay that they got cut. The, the only <laughs> negative of them being gone, though, is I think it's all the comedic stuff is on Roman now, as opposed to before it was kind of... Oh, yeah, it was spread out. Yeah, that's true. A little yeah. for Tej this time that. around, too. Yeah, yeah, we do get a little bit much. of that, too. We start getting a little more of the banter between them, too. So an important part of this scene is this is the first scene in the movie where we hear Dom talk slow in his really low, <laughs> gravelly voice. All right, I got it noted here, so I'll keep you guys up to date on it, but that's the first time we hear it. <laughs> I've, I, I don't even notice know what he says. <laughs> Probably something about family and how we're a family. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a theory that if you string together all the times that Dom talks slow in the movie, you'll get the whole arc of the movie. Um, and I clipped it together. So I have it if you want to hear it. At the end, maybe. At the end, yeah. Yes, but that's a, I mean, it's just something to think about as you go throughout the, <laughs> oh the duration of the, of the movie. And I'd say it holds up. I don't know. <laughs> we will absolutely. Let's not forget this. I want to hear this no. at the end. <laughs> so they're explaining the whole what, what's going on here. And the big thing for everyone is like, Letty's back. So we got to go save Letty. But yes. wouldn't half these people have no idea who That's, Letty is? Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I was like, Maybe. It's Brian and Dom. Anyone else? And who Han. else? Han. Han would know. Yeah, Han would know Letty. And it's a little concerning that Dom has been talking about Letty so much since Elena's around. Yeah. Like, it seems like it would be a touchy subject. Kind of I, don't I don't know. <laughs> Elena was like all for like, just like, yeah, you go, man. You go You yeah. go find Letty. I, she like says the excuse like, if it was my husband, I'd go find it. Like, this relationship is all sex. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no actual relationship here, which I get it. I get it. But looking yeah. for comfort. No, yeah. In this scene, this is also where they really explain the stakes of this film, where they are just like, we're at a whole new, it ain't car racing no more. We're fighting a world-class criminal, basically. But don't they do that every movie? They're like, this isn't LA anymore. This isn't Miami anymore. This isn't. Yeah, but I think this one, it's just more so where they're really punching over the face with this. I mean, they did kind of go up a level this one like last one it was like all right these are street racers they're stealing stuff okay okay yeah. this one it's like all right they're fighting a government agent from another country <laughs> with this other government agent who was trying to take him down yeah so now we cut to they're going after shaw they're outside his little hideout which i don't know how they don't see all these cops just standing right outside this building so i mean we come to find out like shaw is doesn't care he, he knows the setup yep he, but at the time, it's like, you guys do not plan this well. You guys, he can definitely see you right outside this window. <laughs> and so the, they send in Shaw's guy who they turned. And the dude is not very good at, like, hiding his, uh, that he turned, essentially. The whole time, he's like, hi, Shaw. What is up? I am not with the cops, for sure. <laughs> Are you Shaw? Say your name, Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> then he says it, like, three times in a row, does he? He's like, Shaw, Shaw, Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, Shaw just, like, gives him a look like, all right, man. A little too much. <laughs> Throws him a bag of money that he says is for the last job in a, uh, like... A forward. An advance. Yeah, advance. advance that, that's yeah. the word. Advance for this new job. And drives off in a super cool, like, ramp slash indie car, which... Well, I mean, to defeat good guys with lots of cool cars, you need a car that's a wedge, basically, apparently. That's what this car is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they took the uh, snow plow truck scene from the Die Hard movies, and they... Uh, oh, they wow. just like they ramp this up. They they're like <laughs> we can do this better. Which um, I think they do. I love this car. This it car is, is awesome. Yeah, it's and theoretically, cool. I mean, it's if if your steel's hard enough and you got the right axles, I, it could actually do all that stuff. And we know because we saw it on MythBusters with the Die Hard. One. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> it is confirmed. They could plow through like twelve cars and not even saw it. Uh, so one question I had about this scene was uh, when the henchman starts the car, the engine. Uh, first of all, how did he start the car from outside the car? 
wouldn't that be a fault? They could like shut the car off from the back of the car if they can turn it on. Another mm. thing, the car revs loudly. Nobody's in the car, <laughs> and there's no exposed throttle on the back. I assume since it can take bullets and and stuff. Um, so that was my biggest concern with this scene. It's like I don't think, I don't think this quite makes sense. Also, yeah. where's that henchman go? Because like all of a sudden he's gone. And well, doesn't he blow up? Well, isn't it a different henchman than the one who comes in? It was the bald guy. It is the bald guy. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. there was a third guy. No, so no, no. After no, the scene, I'm like, "Where's the third guy at?" Like, they just leave this guy to die. <laughs> no, no, so he, he's he the he's the first bomb, yeah. And then all the bombs go off as he drives out. Yeah, uh, Shaw like blows up all the supports that all these cops are standing on. Which again, poor mm-hmm. planning, and maybe look at the supports right underneath you there. I don't know if it's in the cement or what, but it would, it would have to be in. They would have to pour it into the concrete since it wasn't on the outside. Man, Shaw was planning way ahead. <laughs> when this building's made, I need bombs thrown in this, so when mm-hmm. I can use it as a hideout. Um, oh, in this scene, we do get Dom talking slow again in his gravelly voice. Uh, I should have written down what he said every time just so I could keep you up to date. <laughs> but it's when Dom realizes that it's a setup. Uh, is it, I, I have two lines run down here. One is Dom, and he says, Shaw leads to Letty. And then Hobbs goes, come on, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I wrote that down. He's like, yeah, because Hobbs is looking through the binoculars waiting for him to come out. Yeah. And then Dom's like, Charlie Tulli. Yeah, we should probably mention that all the, like, the Fast Pierce gang is like on a separate building across the street because Hobbs like, is in a tiffy with the police so they won't let him come to the actual sting. So yes. they're just like, watching from a building across the street. And during all this, Interpol is also getting robbed. So and, the crew splits up. Yeah, so essentially it's Hobbs and Dom stay with Shaw. Everyone else goes to Interpol. So you leave the muscle together, and then the the brains of the operation all go, which doesn't really make sense. I think you would want, like, I wouldn't want to leave without Dom or Hobbs, one of the two. And yeah. we'd have an uneven distribution of baby oil in the group. We'd have too much here <laughs> and not enough over there. <laughs> so I think their whole thing is, like, they got Brian on that team. So they'll be all right. But, like, Brian is not, like, in this movie, Brian is a step lower than He's an afterthought, I would say. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure, yeah. So the gang arrives at Interpol, and immediately a sniper just starts hammering their cars. <laughs> like, With a fifty caliber sniper <laughs> rifle, point blank, yeah. three stories up, just blowing through. And you can see the size are pretty accurate on the, on the doors. There's, like, a softball diameter size bullet, like, holes, like, that blow out. That would actually happen... Anything behind that, like that bullet would go through the door, through the frame of the car, and into the concrete below from that close. So it was pretty unrealistic, the, uh, <laughs> the gun scene, because they're just like, oh, bullets. We'll just get out of the car on the other side, and we'll be fine. A 50 caliber bullet with a full cartridge of uh, gunpowder will go straight through an engine block and into the ground. So that surprised wow. me then that this dude isn't just mowing them down. Yeah, he's like, Shaw doesn't want me to do this anymore, so I'll stop when I could have just taken them all out right here. <laughs> Had them all here. Point blank, yeah, shooting gallery. So I, I think at this point, Hans saves Giselle again. Yes. That, that's kind of like recurring, I think, through this movie. Doesn't he save her or she saves him multiple I, times? Because they're in love. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, and nothing can happen to them. They cannot get hurt this movie. Yes, <laughs> they will not get hurt. <laughs> um, so, oh, and then they get to the scene where they're being chased and they hit him with the chip 
pucks or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah. Look, so that was kind of like a callback to the second movie where they hit him with like a harpoon that killed the car. Now it's just like these little hockey pucks. I, every movie they have some random, this happened, but like there's some random technology piece they use that's like, this isn't real, but sure. To disable cars. <laughs> yeah, <and stuff. laughs> to disable cars. It's like mm-hmm. the first film they had something. I don't, I don't remember what. So theoretically, but. if it's an advanced car, then the computer would control everything, but it would have to reach the computer. It wouldn't just disable whatever part the uh, device okay. ends up on. So yeah. they'd have to reach the computer, which would be in the dash somewhere. And to shut it down. And so it, they kind of, they, they took some liberties with that. <laughs> We're just going to put a hockey puck on the hood of the car. With the lights. Electri- <laughs> yeah, with lights. The with electricity lights. will go through the car and kill it. Exactly, yeah, that's what happened. Oh, and then uh, in that scene, the, uh, the classic car movie trope where Brian scrapes his disabling oh. device <laughs> off yes. of his bumper without damaging his car and without losing any speed. If you guys have ever seen The Transporter... Uh, no, the now Deckard Shaw in this uh, universe does the same thing with the bomb under his car, except he flips the car in a jump and scrapes the bomb off on a crane oh, in awesome. the Transporter movie. And so, okay, so it's not as ridiculous as that, but it's still pretty. Like you would fuck that car up. Like you would, I would, just, I would sacrifice the whole bumper. Shit, just, just <laughs> scrape it, blow it out. I don't care. I don't want to yeah. go down. I'm trying to. But you're forgetting something. Brian is a. Street racer. <laughs> okay, so if you've driven a car about a, about 300 miles, you could theoretically do that without damaging the car. This is the first time that we've seen Brian in this in the BM the black BMWs that were supplied yeah. by Interpol. So theoretically, if it was his uh, Nissan uh, Skyline, yeah. yeah, maybe, but no. <laughs> I yeah, I couldn't do it. I know that. Yeah, but I'm also not Brian O'Connor, so that's the whole thing. Well, we'll get you a name tag, and then we'll have you try it out. Ooh, okay. So, but before he does that, don't the other two cars, like, crash bad? Like, they just get, like, flipped over and, like, through buildings. Yeah, one of them goes off, locks up a wheel, and he goes off to the side, and maybe he rolls. Then another one ends up going through the... Through the glass. Yeah, through, like, the office space that was apparently all glass right there on the street, (laughs) major street. And it, like, flips sideways, which... We won't even get into that. <laughs> we see these guys in about three minutes. Completely fine. No scratches. They're all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also yeah. noted, how did they get those cars back to the their parking lot garage hideout? <laughs> whatever. You know, it's like all oh. the damaged cars are there. This is actually this is who we were watching with Derek. And we'll just uh, yep. uh, he was watching it with us. He was like, how did, how did that happen? Man, <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. The damaged cars. So did the tow truck come and bring them? They well, had to call tow truck. Didn't you guys watch Fast Five recently? Yes. So yes. by the amount of weight that that safe weighed, you could just hook one of those up <laughs> to a single charger in a line, and you could just tow them all back. <laughs> them all, back. <laughs> all the tires could be locked up. It'd make it. Fair oh, enough. Only if it's matte black. That's the only way. Only if it's So at this point we see the because there's also I don't know her name but it's, I just call her the female Brian because that's what I think Roman calls her at some the, point. Our evil twins. Yes. Uh, yeah. it, it, she's the blonde on Shaw's team. She's also driving a modified. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, call, I call it a ramp car. Yeah, yeah the flip car. Yeah. Veg. It's spelled V E G H here on Wikipedia. I, 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 I don't, don't like know. that. Let's call her Susie. Susie. Yeah. So she doesn't come back into this movie very often, so we don't have to worry about that too much. Yeah. But essentially, like, Brian's chasing her. She, like, plays chicken with him, and Brian's like, all right, I'm ready to die tonight, essentially. <laughs> she, like, flips him right over the car, and this is the first time we see her, right? And it's pretty awesome. I, that's what would happen. Like, that was accurate. And, like, in the tunnel makes it so dramatic. It was 
Well done. I'll give him that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then sometime in this chase, Dom is chasing Shaw and another Charger shows, or another muscle car. I'm not sure if it's a Charger. I'm guessing it's a Charger. That's <laughs> a muscle car for sure. It's a Gran Torino. <laughs> Letty's car you're talking yes, about. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah, it's a Gran Torino. <laughs> Close uh, enough. I don't know my car. It's this one of the most iconic here. American muscle cars. <laughs> you're talking to two guys who've done five Fast Furious movies. <laughs> we know our cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard some, some notes from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> So, she shows up. You don't see her yet, but Dom just goes, Letty. Letty. Yeah. Doesn't even, yeah, doesn't even see her. Just sees the car and is like, mm-hmm. oh, gotta be Letty. Mm-hmm. So, in my notes, I just say, Dom is immediately aroused. That's yes. all I can think of. Is he's just like, yes. I feel like he's always aroused a little bit in these movies. And that's why he has to talk so slow. Oh, we missed one thing from the Veg scene. Uh, she winks at Brian after he flips over while she's driving by, apparently going like 80 miles an hour. Um, and so... We should try this in real life. <laughs> um, but when you, you got 20 feet and you got to wink at somebody, make eye contact while you're going 80 miles an hour. So I think okay. we could set this up on an interstate. And I, I think, think we, we could test it. Yeah, we can do it. Give it a try. But I had a problem with that. <laughs> we forgot one other thing with this chase is at one point Hobbs jumps out of his car. Oh, that's coming yeah, up. That's yeah. com- that's, that was my Oh, I'm no. too fast? Okay, sorry. <laughs> a little too, too fast, fast for fears. Fears. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we could talk about that for about 10 minutes. So let's get into it. <laughs> so, yeah, so like... For some reason, I guess not for some reason, Hobbs goes up on this ramp, Shaw's down below him, and Hobbs just says fuck it and like jumps right out of his car, <laughs> right onto Shaw's car. It is on there for like 20 seconds before Shaw throws him off, but still pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so The Rock weighs something like 285 <laughs> pounds with no legs. If he does have legs, he could weigh upwards of 315, 330. Mm-hmm. So by my estimation, he fell 25 feet from the hood of his mega truck is what I call it. Onto the flip car. Okay, so the flip car doesn't have a suspension because it couldn't because to flip the vehicles, it couldn't have any give. It would have Mm -hmm. to be 100% rock solid. So basically, he jumped onto a steel, solid steel ball from 25 feet. So uh, we could do the math of figuring out just the amount of force that would go into his hands and his feet to do that. But we'll just sum it up with, it's unrealistic <laughs> for him to do that. I'm honestly more surprised in this movie, though, that that car doesn't have a dent in it. Like, that the car yeah. came out worse than <laughs> It should have showed, like, where his hand, like, yeah. <laughs> like dents in the top of stuff. It. So, I think at this point, Dom, like, catches up to Shaw and Letty and tries to, like, reason with Letty. Be like, hey, Letty, I'm, I'm Dom, you know, remember me? And she just, like, she doesn't recognize him because we, we come to find out she doesn't have any memory. And she just, like shoots down. Blows him, yeah, <laughs> right in the shoulder. Oh, man, yeah. And, yeah, so at this point, then, I think we go back, this is when we go back to the hideout, I believe. Headquarters, yep. Yeah, hideout in the parking ramp. And, oh, yeah, so in my notes here, I just have Roman starts being the audience surrogate. We're essentially saying, like, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> these guys are way better than us. What the hell's going on and everything. And he's like, that, he pointed to the car, and he's like, what if that was my forehead, man? That could have been my forehead. And then Tesh is like, Nah, that's not as big as your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> and then he immediately feels his forehead. <laughs> yeah, no one here is needing a doctor. Like Dom is just like doing his own, taking the bowl yeah. out. It makes it hard to believe that Hobbs has the full force of the U.S. government behind him when he has to take his own bullet out of his shoulder. Yep. It's pretty shocking. Exactly. <laughs> well, is that like Letty's job maybe? So maybe it's like a sentimental thing where <laughs> Letty was supposed to do that, but it was her, and so it was like a weird thing where he has to do it himself. It's either that or he's just like, I don't do doctors. <laughs> like, Dom, Dom doesn't believe in doctors. He doesn't believe. He'll take it out himself. 
So at this point, I think Brian comes up and he's like, hey, man, maybe we should abandon trying to like get Letty. She did shoot you. So <laughs> maybe she's not worth saving. And Dom says something along the lines of, you don't turn your back on family, even when, when they, they turn do. their back on yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's all about family, man. Again, they cut to Brian's face here. And all I can think of is those damn blue eyes. They are so <laughs> gorgeous. They're shocking. Truly. They it's He might look older, but those eyes are still very vivid in this So movie. true. So... At this point, we go back to Shaw, right? Yeah, we go back to Shaw. Letty's at the bad guy. This that reveals that their team is, well, they kind of get into this a little bit. But basically, you see their team, and it's like the exact opposite of the Dom's team, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what was confusing during this for me was that Shaw had all this evidence already on this entire other team, Dom's team. And it's like, how did Shaw get this evidence? And it also was... In bags that said evidence bag, which was pretty stunning. Uh, I catch that. <laughs> when they hold up the family dinner picture, I'm not sure if it's in this scene or in a later part of the movie, but it's definitely the picture is in a bag that says evidence bag. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah obviously. You that- must have an inside source or something. <laughs> this is my one of my favorite things I've caught throughout the franchise is they show Tej's photo and it has him with the fro. With the fro every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens in the other movies. It's great. But it's not always. Like, do you think he was like, all right, only one fro per movie? Yeah, one fro <laughs> per movie. Well, no, in the intro scene, we see Tej with his fro. Yes. From oh. his original uh, scene that he was I, in. I wish he had a fro still in these movies. <laughs> I wish it'd be amazing for me. Tell you what, you call Ludacris up. And be like, hey man, for Fast 10, please have a fro. Get the fro. <laughs> yeah, I want a fro. And then he'll be like, oh no, I had it for the ninth one. And he'll be like, ah! Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll find out. Hope so. So, uh, essentially Shaw's crew's like, all right, Letty's with them. We got to get her out of here. The big dude who, I don't remember his name. I just call him the big dude the whole movie. I call him the Puff Monkey. Yeah. yeah that's pretty accurate. <laughs> he, uh, he like essentially says, like, I'm going to take Letty out. And I think Letty says, like, aren't you the team muscle? Don't make me go over there and make you team pussy. <laughs> That was that line rough. is horrible. It doesn't make sense. It's not hard. It's not. Yeah, but it shows that she's a tough, <laughs> tough. She's a tough. Which is really funny because I don't know the last time you guys saw Fast Four or whatever, but there Dom's like iconic line in that movie is when he kills the bad guy. He says "pussy," <laughs> just and like, like what? spits on him pretty yeah. much. He's yeah. saying it so hard. It's shocking. It's, it's like. This, this was a thing? Like, this is so weird. The Dom character through the series is just a roller coaster ride. <laughs> also, the big guy's name is Claus. Like, Santa Claus. Claus? Claus. Claus. I don't know. Claus. He's, the actor is Danish, so I don't know if you want to take that into the name. Okay, so he's the big dude. <laughs> the big dude. Okay, fair enough. But this is where we go back to the Fast and Furious headquarters, and Roman does his whole, like, the evil twins, like, compares them all. Yes. And... Hobbs comes in, Hobbs and Riley come in, they're like, all right, they essentially have a lowdown about what, what happened here. They go all beautiful mind on the car, where they're peeling apart stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. Talking about what it has to be, what it would take to do that. So when Hobbs comes in, all he wrote down was, Hobbs's car makes computer noises when it stops, question mark. I don't know for sure. What? <laughs> like 90s hackers noises? Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> when he rolled up, caught me off guard, thought I needed to note it. <laughs> I did not catch that one. That's awesome. <laughs> and then the worst actress has a line in this. I didn't write it down. I just wanted to note that it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth your time. So they figure out like only like one person in this whole town can be making these cars. So like we, we find him, we find Shaw essentially. And Hobbs is like, oh, 
I'll, I'll send a team to get it. And I think Dom goes like, I got it. And Hobbs like, no, I got it. And Dom just very quietly goes, Hobbs, I got this. <laughs> Which, was that Hobbs or, who are you saying? Or Dom says it, sorry. I thought it was Tej. Am I off? Isn't that Tej? at the auction scene? That's the auction scene. Am I mixing up scenes here? I think you're mixing up scenes. Yep, so the really cool thing, before I move on, uh, about them, like, peeling apart the car and being like, that has to be a turbo diesel, and it has oh, to have, yeah. like... Uh, the directional wheels on the back. So what's really cool about that is that if you're a car guy, like that's what the series is missing uh, in the first few movies is that they don't actually talk about like the cars and like what it takes to do all the crazy stuff. And so when you hear that scene, they do it twice in this movie, but you're just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you couldn't just put a, like a gas engine on there and get enough torque and have it as compact of a package as they have it on there and be able to do what that car can do. So, so how accurate are they on that? Because like, when they say that stuff, it's like Spanish to me. You know? It's going right <laughs> over my head. Well, it's, I mean, it's all theoretical. But I yeah. mean, it would make sense to be a turbo diesel if you're trying to push and throw cars. And then the rest of the stuff, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't remember offhand. Yeah. But, but like, it, it made some sense to you. At least, none so. of it is offhand wrong. <laughs> okay. But the whole thing is pretty far-fetched. <laughs> the movie. I mean, not the. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you guys are right. Um, they send some people to find the. Uh, the G- Giselle, Roman, and Han. Yeah, I know they say you're up. Yep. They did that in all in Fast Five. Was constantly telling the part members of the team they're up. And then Dom tells Tej like you're responsible for reading cars that don't have computers in them is essentially what they're looking so for. So they can't be overridden. Yep. And yeah, this is where I think he goes, Hobbs, I got this. And yes. they cut to this like fancy auction with all these. Nice oh, older cars, snooty Englishmen. Yep, just the worst. <laughs> so the fun. Oh, you go. I, I might be about to say the same thing as you. It's I think the best line in the whole movie. Tej says, "With cards, when you trade up, they don't take half your shit," <laughs> which is especially poignant, I think, for Ludacris <laughs> to be saying that because. What year was it when Fast uh, Five came out? Maybe he it was, was the worth, year after Fast Five. He was worth like thirty-five thousand dollars. Because no, 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 he was worth like twelve million dollars. But then he claimed that he only made sixty grand oh, that yeah. year because he didn't make any movie money. He only made residuals yeah. on his music, and he was paying a lot of money in child. So support. he was trying to say so he it's... only owed twenty five grand in child support because he only made sixty grand that year. So with cars, when you trade up, they don't take half your shit. Which is hilarious. I don't know if that was written for Tej or if it was written for Ludacris. Either way, really nice that they had him say it. We can fact check that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get it on that. One. Yeah, well, so yeah. the uh, the really cool part about this scene, since you guys aren't car people, <laughs> is that they so they do some the, some tricky things to these cars to make them appear like other cars. But the car auction is almost entirely American cars, mm. and so uh, you see uh, the uh, the day, the Charger Daytona 500, which is the car that Dom drives, uh, the red one with the big spoiler and yeah. stuff that yep. he races Letty in. Um, you see the blue car that looks a lot like an 80s Nissan Skyline, but it's actually a Ford um, Escort with a K, MK1, and they dressed it up to look like an original Nissan Skyline. Oh. But nobody kept Nissan Skylines because they were trash. And so, <laughs> so they're trying to be like, this is Brian's car, this is Dom's car. And then we got these other, you know, everybody can appreciate cars. There was a yellow... There was an orange Camaro. There was a white Mustang, uh, Shelby... And then there was some, there was a, a, a concept car that looked a lot like a, uh, uh, I, we won't know. Yeah. <laughs> so specific. So, so I guess, I don't know. As our re- resident car guy here, do you find it weird that they're having this auction in London with all these American cars? Because it doesn't 
isn't UK like don't they also have like a big like car scene yeah, themselves? Yeah, yeah. There was, so that's it, and that's why it's that's why I'm, part of the reason why I'm pointing it out is because in the UK they would have all kinds of really interesting stuff. And then another thing to note is that those years of cars, those models of cars, and the specs that they would probably have at an auction like that, they would one of those cars could auction off for five hundred grand or more. And so if we look at the money that they sold in, they steal a hundred million together. Yep. They got about 11 million each. They got about 11 million each. So for Tej to walk in and buy a bunch of cars that he might have paid 400 grand a piece for, like that's a pretty big stretch <laughs> to me. His investments did really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's making a lot of money off those ATM things. But he dropped like yeah. 2.7 million on that car that it gets shown earlier in the movie just right when he's talking about before the ATM blows money. Oh, yep. It shows oh, yeah. his supercar, and that's like more than a $2 million car. That's probably the car from the end of the Fast Five. It's like there's only like six in the world or something like that. This is the only one in the Western yep. Hemisphere, and yes. then they both have one. <laughs> yep. yep, exactly. So I think it cuts away after he's like essentially saying he's going to buy him. Then we go to Han, Giselle, and Riley, and Roman. They're watching this guy just like shoot a harpoon in the middle of this like, <laughs> a fucking harpoon lot. gun. And they're all wearing jackets. The four of them and the guy with the harpoon. If you watch the movie from here on out, pretty much you don't see anybody without a jacket on. I don't know why, it's but London. that was like... It's rainy. Fashion. Yeah, I don't know. I was really shocked. And The Rock wears a jacket, I believe, at some point, which is pretty... Oh, when he's at the auction, he wears yeah. a jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. So, I don't know. Jackets were the thing, apparently. That's the only time we see him in sleeves, the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, here I think... As the guy shooting the harpoon, Roman has the line, what's the guy hunting? Moby Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Which, all right, Roman. Cool. <laughs> um, so one thing I don't like about that scene is that uh, Roman gives Han shit for being in love with Giselle, but they've been like traveling the world together <laughs> for a long time, you know, theoretically based on the timelines and stuff. And then, so what I wrote down here is that it's clear that Roman doesn't understand love. So he's a good group jester. Yeah. But maybe sure. don't get relationship advice from Roman Pierce. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'd understand that. I mean, that's been consistent from Too Fast, Too Furious, where he is just like immediately just like a big old horn dog and wants all the women. So every single one. Yeah, but not a relationship. I mean, clearly, he ditched those. Uh, he said he'd get those girls with the vouchers. Right. Well, the seventh one, uh, they, you know, Roman claims that he was in the market to marry uh, the girl in the next movie. I yeah. think it's the next movie. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe Roman, we see Roman grow up throughout this series. Maybe. Maybe. Remains well, so the whole seen. series is about Roman. Roman's love, love. Oh my gosh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> it's the whole arc of the series. Roman. So, yeah, at this point, I think, they don't they do like, uh, Han and Roman are going to go down and like beat the guy up and then Giselle and the I like, guy, yeah. they're like, no, no, no. We need a woman's, or this is a woman's job, or something like that, and they walk off. And oh, Han, the mechanic, yeah, yeah. And Han has a line like, "She keeps saying that, <laughs> like, oh, classic women, and they're looking down at men, I guess." Yeah. So then we go back to Dom, just like chilling, looking at the bullet that shot him. Brian comes up and just like explains what the bullet is, where it came from. Wait, did it... you skip over the rest of that scene? No, I think they go back to that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I must have, I must have missed it. So. Yeah, Brian is automatically a... I mean, I know, like, if you're in the FBI, like, you probably know guns, but, like, Brian's, like, an absurd weapons expert at this point. <laughs> I don't know how... I don't I don't think any FBI agent can just know every single gun off the top of your head. Yeah, just like how all these people just become superheroes throughout this series, Brian becomes, like, a super cop in between <laughs> movies. Like, he's a 
street level cop in the first movie. Yeah, he wasn't a good cop to begin with. Yeah, and then he's, he's like, like, oh man, you're, you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> like knows everything about guns, all the intel and everything. So <laughs> Brian essentially just tells Dom like, hey, there's the only place this could have come from is a pawn shop. Let's go check this pawn shop out. And that'll lead us to Letty. Then we cut back to Giselle and Riley. Um, they're trying to like essentially make this guy give up the information by flirting with him a little bit. It doesn't really work, and then Riley just kicks the shit out of this guy, and Giselle like essentially says he'll she'll break your arm if you don't tell us. So, um, sorry, I'm just looking through my notes here. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Well, I think at this point, don't we also see Tej is coming back with the cars during this scene too? So the yeah, in between it, they get the cars delivered from the auction. Yep. So. And then I think also Dom is going to the pawn shop during all this. So I could so be mixing up the, where it's all, it's going. All it's all spliced yeah. together, yeah. yeah. So, But I think we have the fight scene here with the mechanic and the bad guys before we see that, don't we? Okay. We'll, we'll just go with that because otherwise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get us real chopped up here. So we'll just <laughs> stick with the mechanic here. So he calls Shaw's group like secretly. They show up. It's the guy from the raid. And then... Some guy who dies right here. Thought it was weird that when oh, he yeah. called uh, Shaw's group, the guy who picked up the phone didn't even say hello. He's just like, if the mechanic's calling me, bad news. Means I shouldn't say a word. Like, just listen. That's a good point. <laughs> Pretty weird. I don't know. Maybe that's just like a bad guy thing. Like, you just mm-hmm. pick it up. Yep, just yeah, don't answer. That could be. Because <laughs> it could be the cops. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, oh, it's it's Letty, the guy from the raid, and this guy who's going to die here soon. We yep. Don't. A disposable henchman. Yep. And at this point... Han and Roman, they run down. There's a big old gunfight. Um, they run down to like a sewer or is it the uh, subway? So they end up in the subway. Yeah, so uh, Han and uh, who's with Han? Roman. Is it Roman? Ro- yeah, Roman yeah. and Han yeah. Yeah. Uh, chase the one guy into the subway and then they uh, can't take him down. <laughs> no, this dude just <laughs> annihilates them. Um, at this point, I think Giselle has already shot the disposable henchman, so she's also chasing them. Riley is after Letty, and this yeah. is where we have the nice the fight scene. I think you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that the the r- female fight scene, oh, yeah, yeah, female fight scene. Riley like catches Letty, gets a one handcuff on her, and then something happens. How they get she Riley gets away. like Riley like pulls her and like hits her or something. And yeah, then they like a really really well choreographed fight scene ensues. So one thing about this fight, I don't know if you guys remembered it this way. I remember it being way more even than it is. Really, it's just like Riley kicks the shit out of her, and then like Letty gets away, like at the end, kind of. Well, realistically, given their sizes when it comes to fighting, <laughs> that says a lot. Because I mean, the amount of force that a big guy can put behind his hand is a lot more than a little guy, unless that little guy's been training like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so these are just normal people, supposedly, except for Brian, who's now a super cop, and Dom, who's a superhero, and Hobbs, who's a superhero now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But they're just normal people. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because Riley's an actual like federal agent, like a special agent, and mm-hmm. Letty's just like a. Street racer. Hey, I, I think if Caitlin was in this situation, she'd beat the crap out down, of Riley. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I bet on her. Yeah, I bet on her. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, I yeah, at this point, I think Letty gets away by... Well, you forgot they go down... Have we talked about when they go down the stairs? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and it's how... like, you would oh, yeah. so bad yeah. from that. Yeah, it like shows her go face first over the <laughs> handrail into the escalator. So I don't know if you've ever fallen on an escalator or just looked at an escalator. Yeah. They're sharp. Yeah. Okay. They're made to, to like lock into each other. 
That is not something that you want to happen. You don't want to land on an escalator at all. <laughs> they do kind of limp off, but yeah, they. this looks like it would hurt way more than <laughs> oh, man. just like, ooh, my hip, my mm-hmm. arm. Um, so they all run off and... It is funny. You get like this very excellent, highly choreographed fight scene alongside the most realistic fight scene in the entire franchise. Between Han and yeah. Roman and the yeah. other yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I love at one point, like they're both like have gotten pushed off the side and they're like pushing each other. They're like, like, you go, you go. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the guy's just like, okay, I'll leave. And so the guy who's kicking their ass is just like gone. <laughs> he just like walks through the crowd, which very realistic, like you guys said. Like if mm-hmm. I ever saw that happening, I just saw some dude just like kick the shit out of these two guys. I'm probably not stopped. Like, <laughs> you, you win bad guy is this the last time in the, this like movie franchise where like the good guys get actually beat up like i, I don't remember i don't what? know in the other ones but this Maybe. is like the yeah. only time i remember where that like at least said it was obvious and it yes. wasn't like a draw yeah so, yeah because yeah, they look terrible at the end they look so bad yeah <laughs> they're like limping and then roman's like what does he say no, no one, one needs to no know one <laughs> yeah no one needs to know about this no one well the part pro, part of the issue is there's none like the high like the really high guys on that Fast Furious list. It's because Hobbs never loses, Dom never loses, and Brian never loses. Mm-hmm. These are all the rest of the guys. They can lose all they, they want. Lose. <laughs> they just don't fight anymore. So it's just those three that fight after this. They're soft. All that money made them soft. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, we can talk about this. I, is it this movie where that be, became a thing in their contracts where they couldn't lose a fight? It, it, had, to be after, it had to be after this one, right? So it, I thought it was this one because well, I, I think it's just in... Vin Diesel and the Rocks. Oh, okay. Because, you know, technically neither of them won that fight in Fast Five. But I think it's this movie where they have it in their contract where they can't lose a fight now. Excellent. Mm, Well, that explains action movies, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah, we need that. If we ever get into a movie, guys, I want that. (laughs) Fair enough. So we go back to Shaw's place. They give him the lowdown like, hey, this guy's dead. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, I don't care. (laughs) And Letty kind of gives him like a the business about it. I like, Oh, you're going to tell us the same thing when mm-hmm. all of us die. Mm-hmm. Uh, she storms off. Then like Shaw goes up to her and like threatens slash like hits on her slash comforts her. Yeah. It's a weird <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a, it's yeah. Cause it starts out as a threat and then it kind of gets into like a flirting. I would definitely sleep with you kind of thing. Yeah. And then it gets cold again at the end. It's like a weird, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> No, I think that was an accurate assessment. I think it's uh, I think that a lot of men hit on women uh, in a threatening way and think that it's coming <laughs> off well. So I think I think he might have True thought life. that he was just hitting on her the whole time while we're <laughs> assessing it as like a little threatening. I don't know. Gotcha. gotcha. Which makes you know, this is the bad guy, like he's a, does bad things. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're seeing here. <laughs> um, I guess we can kinda of talk about this guy right now. What you guys think about Shaw here? Like I, I expected more out of this actor, I guess, because he was kind of a bigger actor. Mm-hmm. Well, he, uh, I don't know, his part was just be cold and calculating such that you can't, such that you're the opposite of Dom, because Dom wow. is like, we're all about family, we're all about clans, our clan, and this and that, and then Shaw's literally just like, we do this perfectly, we get the job done, and we're out. I have no weaknesses, because I can't have a weakness, because I'm your foe. And so, like, while, well, yeah, you're right, he could have done more better or whatever i mean he, he did fit the part i felt like okay to okay. be the perfect anti-dom so far this far in the movie Seriously. <laughs> well when, when you put it that way i i i think yeah you're right he did a pretty good job because i guess i thought i just came into it knowing like hey i know who this actor is like i expect more out of him and then mm-hmm. after the next movie you know where you see mm-hmm. jason statham come in and gives a little more in this performance mm-hmm. but i think you're right they're just trying to have the polar opposite of dom in this mm-hmm. movie and 
he does that pretty well. And they do that sometimes in different movies. If you've ever seen the movie Hitman with uh, the guy who's in uh, the guy who's the father in uh, Justified. I don't remember. Oh, Timothy Oliphant. Oh yeah. yeah. So he's he plays Hitman in the movie Hitman. Yeah. And he's like super cold. And he's like super calculating, but he's like a really, really, really good actor. And mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. So he's just playing his part and he's actually doing it so well, you feel like it's lacking, but it just is actually is exactly what they want. Okay. For that. Interesting. Okay. So I think it, it, is it at this point, then they go to CCTV headquarters and they sh- they're like, all right, let's figure out why every time these guys rob somewhere, all the cameras are off. Can we take a second and talk about the fact that London does actually have a CCTV office? Oh, yeah. Like, what kind of big brother thing do they have going on there where they're like, we pay people to monitor everything. So I've seen multiple movies where this is a thing, where they talk about, like, it's the most surveilled, surveilled, like, what's the word? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, surveilled uh, country in the world. Like, yeah, there's cameras on every corner, mm-hmm. everywhere. It, it is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Works great for this movie, though, because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could just figure it out, yeah. yeah. Like in America, we just have FBI agents. We don't have a CCTV Following headquarters. Every <laughs> just everybody has an FBI agent. agent. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man, they're just monitoring our phones. That's all they need. <laughs> so, anyway, getting True back though. to the <laughs> <laughs> um, They go here, and this guy's just like, yep, got maintenance again. Don't know why that's happening. <laughs> and The Rock does a like, wrestling move where he just like squeezes a guy's hand to submission and essentially tells him, like, hey, don't let this happen again. Um, that's really the whole scene. Me and Sean, we watched the uh, deleted scene of this yes like the lead up to it where so how the deleted scene is just Hobbs and Riley standing outside the door before they go in and Riley is just like he's not gonna do anything like you're not gonna be able to do it and Hobbs just like watch me that's essentially the whole scene (laughs) (laughs) Uh, very short (laughs) did we skip the pawn shop scene yes we did did. we did sorry yes yeah we gotta go back to the pawn shop here um so Dom and Brian they go into this pawn shop to trace the bullet that Dom pulled out of his shoulder yep and they got a bunch of goons in there. And um, So what's important about the scene, why I wanted to go back to it, yeah. is because the first uh, physically aggressive move that's made in the pawn shop is Dom death headbutts <laughs> one of the guys. <laughs> he jumps, he hits him with his head, and the guy goes down. There's not a comment made. The guy's on the ground the whole scene. You don't see him again. Dom killed that guy <laughs> with his head. Also, not the only headbutt he performs. Right, he headbutts. Yeah. That's like his thing. Like, I can't be as big as a rock, but I can headbutt him. Like, <laughs> he headbutts. Brian Superman punches people. That's just their moves. That's their moves. I also like Brian in that scene. Like, the other goon from outside comes in, and Brian just, like, points gun in his face. and is like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Which also, like, wouldn't that dude just go get more goons? I guess, yeah. How, how big is the Russian mob scene in that neighborhood of London? I mean, CCTV's everywhere, so they can't have too big of factions, right? <laughs> true, true. You but know, you would expect they're close enough for like, hey, man, these two dudes just beat up our pawn shop, guys. Like, can you get here? So speaking to that, they did leave pretty quick. Yeah, you're right. They are. It is they were in and out. Yep. It was a death head button. They were gone. Yep. So. Hobbs or Dom makes sure to like slam the dude's face up against the glass. Oh, yeah. He hits yes. him once. The guy's fine. <laughs> totally coherent. He hits him again. And the guy's like, out. It's like, yep. oh, yeah, that's realistic. Yeah. So. We're back here. Um, we're at the headquarters again. I think this is where we find out that Braga, the villain from the fourth movie, fourth film, yes. is associated with Shaw. And that that is how Letty got in with Shaw is because Brian sent her in with Braga. Yes. And this is where we get the whole Brian is sad because he's the reason Letty is where she is. And Dom essentially is like, hey, man, don't worry about it. We already went through this. Um, but... 
Brian's going to go pay Braga a visit in a in jail. In prison in <laughs> L.A., right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Where they cannot go. He's somehow going to get there. <laughs> They're like most on the most wanted list. And Brian's like, yeah, I'll go over there. Yeah. And he's just like, don't you guys worry. I'll handle all that. You guys just deal with the rest of the movie. I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> yes. And so Brian's just like out of like, what? what is it? Like six scenes or more? Like pretty big scenes just because he's in L.A. But then he gets his own scene to himself. Uh, maybe overshadowed by the fact that Braga is back for people who like Fast and the Furious. I think, like, <laughs> yeah. as a fan of the the franchise, I was like, oh, heck yes, Braga's back. This is fun. Are, like, were you, is that really what you were thinking? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, I don't like Braga, of course, because he's a villain. <laughs> but I feel like I like that movie, and I like the mm. whole arc of, like, you don't know who he is, you don't know what he looks like, whatever. Yeah. Now he's in prison, and he's coming for Brian. I think it's kind of fun. I don't know. And it's, like, a nuanced <laughs> thing. So like, so, like, it adds a nuance to the movie that people who don't know the entire series aren't, like, big fans of it. Like, they don't understand. But we see Braga, and then we remember that arc, mm-hmm. and then it, like, deepens the plot in a way that you can't understand unless you watch those movies. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, obviously, because we have to get to L.A. first, I suppose. Well, that's but... all right. I've been cutting in and out of this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, so. you, yeah, the CCTV got moved up and the other one's going so, back. <laughs> yeah, I think, so the first time I saw this movie, I remember thinking, like, I don't care who this guy is. On this rewatch, I, I did really feel like, oh, we're going to go see Braga again. Like you guys are saying, it really, like, mm-hmm. weaves the stories together really mm-hmm. well. Um, and this is the start of them starting to weave the other movies together into mm-hmm. the series. Because kind of up to this point, it's kind of been like this movie, then this movie. Yeah, they're all separate. Right, uh-huh. yeah, just like the James Bond franchise with the Daniel Craig, they started actually being like, oh, this is a person that we actually saw in the last movie that things happened to. And yep. so they called that back a lot. And so that's that's this is why the series is so good. Like, the seventh movie's not, maybe not as good of a movie as the sixth one, in my opinion. But, like, they keep weaving the stories together. And so it, like, builds and it builds and it builds. And it's really, really cool. Yeah. I, I, we'll probably talk about this as we go through the other movies, too, but... I'll mention it here because you guys are here. I, I do think at some point it gets almost too much. Um, at this point, at, yeah. at, in this movie, it's really working still well. But I think at some point it gets a little over the top. I'm a little worried. We could talk about it at, uh, at the end. But I'm a little worried about the ninth one uh, <laughs> after seeing the trailer. So. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Brian. He's getting off this airplane. And again, we get a character from Fast and Furious. Uh, Stasiak, I think. Stasiak, mm-hmm. baby. Is back. And... He's going to help Brian for some, because he's going to get the collar for Shaw is what it's inferred, I guess. Yep. And they're like, Brian is still an asshole to this guy. So I still don't understand why he would help him even for that. collar. <laughs> but, <laughs> so he has gotten Brian into the same prison as Braga, but has not got him into solitary like Braga. So Brian's gonna have to deal with that himself, which immediately leads to him just like, headbutting a callback to <laughs> the fourth film because he just headbutts and like hits breaks his nose, breaks his nose. nose. <laughs> and so when he falls he's like again <laughs> and so then we go to brian brian's just chilling his cell which i don't understand you're, you're laying in your prison cell you're, you're waiting for braga to show up why do you have your back to the door seems like a bad move well the door is locked i'm holding up quotation marks the door is locked <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine yeah, I guess you're right. Because a few minutes later, because what happens is Braga comes up to the door and is like threatening Brian. Brian's threatening him back. And so, yeah. And so that scene is really, really spooky and really well done because the first scene you see is the security guard getting up and the lights being shut off. Yep. 
And so, like, in prison, that's, like, the worst thing that can happen. Because literally anything goes, and they're just like, oh, this happened in the night. We don't know who did it. We're not going to look into it because it's a prison. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's like, you can act with impunity under those circumstances. And I I, just, I have written down here that Brian just goes something like, if this door wasn't between us, I'd kick your ass. <laughs> and then the door opens. Brian immediately opens the door. <laughs> Which, just, like, call this bluff. Two... I guess they seem bigger when they're standing by Braga. When they get in the actual prison cell, they don't seem as big compared mm-hmm. to Brian. Um, well, Brian's taller, significant. Because isn't Braga like a short guy? Yeah, but I don't think Brian's a super tall guy. I, I expect if you're bringing goons, man, you're bringing goons. Like, big goons. Yeah. So for the next podcast, we'll research the average heights of people imprisoned, <laughs> and we'll see if that contributes to this. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get IT on that one, too. But no, so like, let's say I'm Braga, and if I'm bringing goons... Levi, I'm bringing you. I'm not bringing Sean. I'm bringing you. <laughs> That's fair. Well, guys my size can just get out of hand, can just run away from the cops and get out because they aren't strong enough to detain us. Okay. You know, if you're a bad guy and you're willing to do what it takes to do that. Does that make sense? So is there like a limit to Ooh. how big the people are in prison? Fair, fair. <laughs> so Brian just like kicks the shit out of these guys still though. like Which is the, crazy. They had shanks and stuff. The folly in this scene is out of control. The noises that they're making with these little <laughs> tiny shanks is like a sword <laughs> ripping through the air. Yeah. <laughs> they're sharp. They're sharp. They got real fine edges on those but shanks. But it's like a nail that has been sharpened. It's like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. like what? Brian has like a towel or something that he's like oh, yeah, he whipping them around. It. Yeah. That's actually what you're supposed to do if you're trying to take a sharp object from somebody is you're supposed to protect your hand and then take it from them. Oh. My buddy works with, used to work with troubled children and he actually got stabbed once. Uh, oh. And so that's what you're supposed to do in that situation. If you know you're threatened, he didn't know it was coming. Oh. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> it was just a pencil in the side. He's fine. <laughs> he also didn't need doctors. He, he did a dime. Just took it out himself. Oh yeah, just pulled it out and then he found where the pencil came from. But yeah, so Brian is like, he he beats up the two goons. He has Braga like, he has Braga. He's beating him up a little bit. He's getting all the information out. Braga tells a story about how he was essentially transporting all these goods for Shaw and was running stuff for him and. The reason that he knew Letty was an undercover agent was because Shaw told him. And then the scene just kind of ends there. Like, we never get any resolution, like, what Brian did to Braga. Did he, like, get up and leave? Or it's it just kind of ends with him, like, hovering over Braga. Oh, yeah. Well, he would have had to have, like, he would have had to put the thugs out. And then Braga doesn't fight because he's he's the head of a, he was a. The head of a cartel. Head, head of a cartel. cartel. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I forgot what those were called. <laughs> yeah. It just was very awkward, and I thought just like, because I, I want to see how that ends, you know, just like, all right, we're gonna push these guys out, Braga, you go too, shut my door, we're going back. And to then the how morning. do we get to the point where Stasiak picks it back up, like yeah. uh, mom picking up their kid from daycare? I always had that question, like, plane. how did you file the paperwork such that he came in and then he went out? That's my That's biggest true. question about that scene, because like getting in, okay, I could see getting in, but like getting released, like so. There, there's another deleted Oops, scene. Wrong prison. I didn't mean to take that guy there. <laughs> Sorry, you yeah. have to write later. Like my bad. <laughs> we see another deleted scene. Um, or me and Sean watch another deleted scene that shows the police officer finding out that Brian is who he is and like running like through the prison to like go get Brian, and he's not there. And all I can think of in the scene is like, how would this have mattered? Like <laughs> it, it made sense that I got cut, but I just remember thinking like, we already knew Brian was getting out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this guy would have just like this scene made no sense i don't even know why they even yeah. filmed it but yeah so i guess also in the uh braga getting beat up by brian scene it re-shows letty getting shot and braga's goon instead shoots the car and it blows up and letty just like rolls down the hill and 
Yeah, uh, further proving from the fourth film that Dom doesn't actually have superhuman psychic ability <laughs> from the fourth one where he visualizes the accident happening. Mm-hmm. Doesn't not true. That's right, and that's that's a note that you should that if you're a really big fan of the movie, you see this, you see that they shot that scene two or three different times in different ways, and so now we see what actually happened through Letty's eyes this yep. time. Yep. Okay. And at this point, we go to... Well, okay. I, I think we missed one thing. I think they jump back at one point to... This is where the building of Tej and Roman's comedic duo goes together. Okay. Um, because Roman's playing with the harpoon gun, which is tricked out with NOS. Oh, yeah. You got <laughs> oh, yeah. to add NOS to anything, and it gets better. I put NOS on my couch yesterday. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. It feels great. And then they, they basically are, like, fucking around. And then I forget who comes in to talk to Dom. Um. Han does. Yep. And then they shoot the harpoon gun in between them, and then they're just like, he did it. Yeah. So, like, Roman tries to hand it off to Tej, yeah. and Tej is like, I know what this thing can do. Yeah, you're right, because this is where Han, Han comes up to Dom to tell him he found the race. Like, oh, there's okay. a street he race. He found a race, yep. Yep. And then we cut to our classic Fast and Furious race scene with no men. These are just what this place. Okay, and so there's, there's a stage, which is pretty shocking. I would say <laughs> other Fast and the Furious movies, it's just on the street and whatever, but this is like... They were setting up for the Olympics and just decided they were going to use the stage for this movie, too. I don't know. And something that I feel like it needs to be noted is that until one of the last movies, uh, there was a trope through all these movies and the racing specifically that all the women that they showed with uh, skimpy bottoms, so like in bikinis and shorty shorts and mm-hmm. stuff, they really didn't have butts. They were just like really, really skinny. And so like I think it's because the series became big in the like... What was it late nineties or early two thousands? Yeah, and so then that was like the thing. But now they're still doing it until like the seventh movie or the eighth movie before we actually see like a curvy girl. So um, it's not very body positive. It's just something to note. At least in fact, so in Fast Five, they straight on like show a lady's ass, like, right? They like focus on it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At least this one, it's like just like their cheeks. Or yeah, it's not just like one like follow shot of this lady's ass it's just like we're cutting to all these women <laughs> and the women walk across and they walk yep. across yep. We, we see a car on its side at one point yeah yeah i want to know levi you're the car guy can you get your car two wheels on the side just driving around so, casually so he had a uh, low profile rims okay. uh, low which means his tires are really thin low profile tires and so his rims were really big so the way it looked he would have actually been like balancing half on the tire half on the rim which would fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> like really hard and so you can do that so like trick uh Trick drivers will do it. So if you saw the last uh, Die Hard movie, they had the semi up on its up on uh, three wheels. So like up on its side, like mm-hmm. you kind of see that car doing. So it is doable. But that 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 car was pretty much vertical, like almost vertical. And yes. so that not so realistic. So you can you can do it, you know, if you're just doing it just right. But like given the tires and stuff, I would say not in this situation. <laughs> in this situation, completely unrealistic. Yeah. And. Dom shows up, he sees Letty, and pulls up right next to her on this start line. It's just them racing, which is, I think, the only, all the other times there's more racers in these races, but this time it's just those two. And where are they racing? No one knows. The streets like, of London. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got a, we, so we have a, a Grand Torino, American Muscle, and then we have, like, one of the most sought-after cars of all time, a Dodge Charger Daytona. <laughs> Red, perfect mint condition, probably, and it had all the racing gears and stuff in it. Uh, gauges, I mean, and stuff like so. We have a Gran Torino, which would 
I mean, you could easily sell for more than hundred grand, and then you have this like million dollar car. And then it's like, let's race through London, you know, a congested city. It's fine. And on busy roads, it's not like it's yeah. the dead of night or anything like that. There are plenty of other cars around. How do they know where the finish line is? I I think that every single time. <laughs> do they like have it like on the GPS? I, do they just like mark it? I, do they have like flags? I don't know. Like a slalom course. <laughs> it's like you got to drive through these ones. Yeah, and yeah, these ones this and this they're getting ones. much more lazy throughout these movies. Like the first one was like, all right, you're racing from here to here. Quarter mile, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like the one, I think it was Fast and Furious had a GPS and like, all right, you're racing to here. This mm-hmm. one's just like, just go. Just go. <laughs> just figure it out. But I love the sexual tension when they come up to the start line because Letty just goes, you got some big balls, man. And Dom just goes, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and so I literally wrote, Letty's hot for Dom's uh, Dodge D. <laughs> in this scene clearly you can just see it watch oh, the movie you know what I'm talking about yeah. <laughs> we get our uh, I guess I don't know if it's first but the first like big celebrity cam- cameo like to be the starter at these lines is Rita Ora um, I don't know if she's big but bigger notable mm-hmm. yeah no. um, she does the uh, this is London baby you can't understand a word she says until she says it's London baby <laughs> okay. no, British English is not English no. <laughs> no, that's, it's real hackney hackney over there <laughs> <laughs> but not, not quite as cool as uh this is Brazil from uh, Fast Five, but it's <laughs> all right. Um, I believe uh, Dom says ride or die. Oh, he does, yeah. Ride or die, remember? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I kind of do. I, th- I, th- I think I do. Why is he in love with me? <laughs> Why does he want me? And then we see that later. We see his dedication to Lady later, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, they do this race where, like you guys were saying, they end when they end, I guess. Like, <laughs> there's just like, they pass over this brick walkway and it's like oh i guess we will the race is over so a fun part about that scene is that they couldn't there's no way to close off streets to walking traffic and so the people there were real london people who are just like what's going on let's go out and see <laughs> so they had to so that uh, the dodge charger uh daytona 500 yeah. uh, so that car has like huge overhangs so if you look at a car and you look at the tire the more car that's over the front and back the worse it handles because as you turn the corner Every inch of that is putting out uh, 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 centrifugal force oh. on your tires. And so, like, him racing in that car is psycho. Because that Gran Torino, <laughs> the back tires are right on psycho. the corners. The, the fronts are pretty close to the front. So, like, he, you would have to be an exceptional driver to beat that Gran Torino, like, through the city of London. Like, that would be, that's, it's ridiculous, to say the least, just from a car perspective. <laughs> but again, it's dumb. It's so. dumb. Also, I don't know if you guys remember from Tokyo Drift. Like, we thought it was a callback, because in Tokyo Drift, there's this romantic car drive they go on. This race is almost mm. like a romantic race between those two, finding the love again. Well, we get the crowded intersection uh, drift scene uh, uh, in that yeah. race, because they come yeah. around and there's people in the whatever, yeah. just like in Tokyo Drift. That's like a big scene, and yeah. they made it like very prominent, and I yeah. thought that was really cool, because yeah. it's familiar. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of slow-mo, like, looking at each other's eyes while racing. <laughs> doesn't seem safe but so yeah so we're gonna we're so we're gonna add to the list we're gonna do a drag race and we're gonna keep making high contact <laughs> and we're gonna see if we can do it so um yeah i guess at this point dom beats letty and letty's like all right let's go over here they get out of their cars they start talking and talking close yeah they, <laughs> and they are <laughs> dom talks slow, slow 10 slow. times in this scene i marked it down <laughs> essentially here dom is just trying to like convince letty like hey you used to be a good guy be a good guy instead of a bad Mm -hmm. guy also goes over all her scars 
Yeah. A lot of sexual tension <laughs> there, sexual too. Tension yeah. scars. Some of the scars, I'm like, some really small scars for what happened in that circumstance <laughs> that you described. Well, scars heal. I don't know. Like, yeah, this, like I got a scar here. This used to be bigger. I don't know. Yeah. It's still pretty big. But what's know. more personal than, like, scars? Like, it'd be hard to sell, like, I know you way better than you know you, better than anybody else. Like, how do you just, how do you just tell somebody that? So, like, I feel like the scars was, like, no, a way yeah, for them to be, sense. like... You that, guys do actually, especially like the matching ones they have from uh, Los Banderas, Sean. Oh, God. <laughs> Which I don't know if you guys. So there's a short between Fast and Furious. We're aware of that. Oh God, I've not seen know. them. Oh no. <laughs> man, it's basically Vin Diesel just being given money to just shoot wherever the fuck he wants to shoot, and it's it's bizarre. That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so somewhere in here, um, Letty goes. Just because you know how I drive doesn't mean you know me. And Dom re- returns it by going. We have a saying back where we come from. Show me how you drive. I'll show you your... Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got some Letty and Dom tension going on now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well. race later. <laughs> <laughs> and then somewhere here, there's like... They do this thing where they spin the camera around them multiple times while they're talking. It, little... I don't know. Maybe a little sick, I guess. Nauseous. Yeah. In the theater, nauseous. it was a lot. I want to say I saw this movie in the theaters. So... Here, Dom gives Letty the necklace, oh, the, the necklace, the diamond necklace. Um, I guess it was hers. I thought it was his that she had given. No, him. so when they got married, he didn't have a ring, but they had to. He had to give her a trinket. We don't know about this yet, do we? Don't we? Spoilers. <laughs> so that's. <laughs> I think we're fine. That's their symbolic. That's the, her symbolic wedding ring. Is that necklace? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So I thought it implies that I thought in a different movie, but then they actually say it later. Maybe, okay. yeah. maybe, maybe not. I, I knew that they had I mean, given, they, like, yeah. it had been given between them, but mm-hmm. I just thought it was a gift between... I thought it was to Dom's, actually. I didn't know it was Letty's. It so. happens when they're getting married. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he gives it to her, and she leaves, and Shaw just, like, pulls up from around the corner. Immediately. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm here. <laughs> classic, classic action movie right there. <laughs> and he just essentially tells Dom, like, hey, it's not worth it for you guys. Go, otherwise I'm going to kill you guys. And mm-hmm. Dom is the line, I walk away when she walks away. Which, Dom Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> All about family. Oh, and you really hear Shaw's accent in this scene, but I feel like it varies a lot. So next time you watch this scene, really listen for his accent because it like comes in and out. So I literally wrote, he, Shaw talks shit in shit accent. <laughs> As my notes <laughs> for that scene. You gotta, you gotta watch it because there are a few times you're like, <laughs> there are some pretty bad accents in this whole series I've found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a... Uh, they go to a lot of these exotic places and they try to do the exotic accents and mm-hmm. not Pulse always flat. the best. Yep. Yeah. In this scene, they shoot Shaw from below a lot too and the low light makes him look like a straight vampire. Like <laughs> the light just reflects off of his teeth. Ooh. <laughs> just another good, thing, another good thing to look for, but it's like, I think they're probably just trying to make him match Vin Diesel yeah, as well. So they have yes. to play the so angles. <laughs> so just like they play the angles with Dom and uh, Hobbs, they have to play the angles <laughs> with Shaw <laughs> and Dom because we got three levels of person here and they try to make it look even. Huh. I, I guess I didn't notice that, but I, I thought he was taller than Dom. Maybe, apparently not. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, uh, so this is, does somebody have the line that they say? That divides Shaw and... Uh, Dom. Uh, at least when I go, I'll know what it's for. Dom says oh. when Shaw's talking to him about uh, his pitiful family values or whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's like, "It's your weakness," and he's like, "At least when I go, I'll know what it's for." Yeah, I think somewhere in here, Shaw's essentially saying like, 
a team is just like a means to an end. So he'll just mm-hmm. like keep replacing them till he gets it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then who are you going to hang out with and have a beer with? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Shaw doesn't nice seem like a good hang. Yeah. He sounds like a terrible <laughs> hang. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, the other Shaw seems like he'd be an okay hang. This, this Shaw, he got picked on as a child, I think. This yeah. <laughs> For sure. But Pretty. basically, what, what ends up ha- basically, Shaw has a guy that's pointing a gun. At uh, a Dom, sniper, yeah, sniper, mm-hmm. and then it gets revealed Hobbs is actually there and pointing a a gun at Shaw. So then obviously Dom's not going to get killed. But begs the question: So did was Hobbs just standing there watching this entire <laughs> love scene between Letty and Dom this whole time? I think like, it's likely that he was, I, and he was liking it. Yeah. A lot. Well, I think that goes to show that Hobbs is really looking out for Dom's love life. You know, he's like Elena and Dom are in there. I got some baby oil. I got a few hours to burn, you know? And then this time he's like, it's night. I don't need baby oil. I can hang out. <laughs> you know, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah, because doesn't, like, Hobbs comes down from his balcony and is talking to Dom here. And he's like, man, you're lucky I, I had that tracker in your car. And Dom's like, you mean this tracker? Pulls it out of his yeah. pocket. <laughs> Classic Dom. <laughs> so I think at this point, Brian comes back from London. Yeah, Brian comes back from London. They're all, like, going to Spain because they found out that Oh, oh, I, I jump in and again. Just slightly before this, Tej gets a phone call yep. from Hobbs. And I don't know if you guys caught what uh, Hobbs' name in Tej's phone is. It's Oh, it's Roman Thor. Or Samoan, Samoan Thor. Thor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They really emphasize to make sure you see that it's Samoan Thor. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so they're going because they found out where Shaw's next target is. It's back in Spain, apparently. So they're going to Spain. Um... And Brian's showing up as everybody's leaving. They're, he's like, oh, where's Dom at? And they're like, oh, he's over there. He wouldn't leave you. They go have another heart-to-heart about being brothers. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We skipped something, didn't we? Where Shaw debriefs Letty after? Yes, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Shaw starts, asks Letty about her, uh, where her loyalties lie. And then she gives him the necklace. Oh, uh, yeah. But then he puts it on the table. And so... Um, so I was worried when he gave her the necklace because I forgot that he sets it down. But doesn't that necklace has to come back, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it comes back in the after credit scene. Oh, which right. we'll get to eventually. Uh, yep, you're right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so back to Spain. <laughs> so we're back to Spain here, um, and we're at this army base where the last component of the nightshade bomb is and one of Shaw's guys already snuck in so they're like all right well we're gonna move this because that's protocol and of course isn't that what Shaw wants mm-hmm. the instant they say it have you guys seen the Italian job yep uh they say we're gonna boost it in transit and I think about it all the time she says it every time we've way. watched this movie she says it at that moment the very specific way that Mark Wahlberg says it is just unbelievable and so the second that they're like we're gonna move it it's like obviously we're gonna boost it in transit they're gonna steal it while they're moving it we've seen this movie before so man mark Wahlberg, perfect person to bring into the series i'm we surprised have too many me. people we have too many you're literally like it's getting too much we should bring in marky mark like bring come on marky mark you gotta up the scales that's all i need is a little marky mark well i don't think we can have marky mark against dom as uh dom Tretto against uh, the Rock, because like Mark Wahlberg's only like five nine. Yeah, he's five, definitely ten. smaller. They'd have to really work that. So they would. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to bring in platforms for every scene. Like it'd be a weird thing. <laughs> he he only fights in cars. He <laughs> never gets out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is on the plane. Like the team is talking about like how 
Brock had said something in the jail cell about you only get close to Shaw if Shaw wants to get close to you, which is how they figure out like, oh, Shaw wants some to move this because that's where he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna boost it in transit. <laughs> um, so they set up a trap for the trap, and so Hobbs is moving the stuff, and Shaw's team shows up and just immediately steals it, like gets into the big old semi truck that's hauling it around. Yeah, and here Sean is Sean's favorite part of the movie. Oh, it's, like, it's the it might be the greatest action sequence of all time. It's it's awesome. It gets revealed that it's a fucking tank that they have. <laughs> yeah, what what Tej has something what's his line again? Uh we need a new plan. plan. They got a tank. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh what? <laughs> I do remember, like, uh, this movie was, when I, this scene, like, I, the tank thing just was fucking amazing when I saw this. I, I was like, it's a fucking tank. When yeah. I think of the greatest action sequences of all time, I think of the opening scene to uh, Goldeneye, where he, uh, where the plane, the Cessna goes off the mountain runway and then yes. he skydives into it. Yeah. I think of that scene and I think of this scene. There's, like, very few scenes that I'm like, this is so epic yeah. and, like, theoretically plausible. This, this is a pretty good one. I... Uh, I, I don't know. I think I like Fast Fives better, but this is this is good. <laughs> the, just the whole safe thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. But <laughs> if you like look at the torque, like how much power a tire can put to the street. Oh yeah. Fast no, five, yeah, like, I, I you under- can't quite. No. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to weigh those chargers down. They would have to weigh ten thousand pounds to get enough traction to do that. We're not all in it for the realism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Fast and Furious here. That's not the window for me. <laughs> so yeah, at some point here, like Ted is like, we need. We need more alphabet letters for the plans that we're going to need for this. Mm-hmm. And Brian just says the line like, we do what we always do. We, we improvise. improvise. <laughs> yeah. Which was, I was just like, ooh, not your best there. Spoken like a cop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gets so, him into trouble. Yeah, I think at some point here, I just have Han and Giselle give googly eyes to each other during chase. That's all I have. <laughs> all the notes. time. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're constantly googling eye, googly eyes. And then like Giselle other. jumps onto one of the henchmen jeeps, and then of course Han saves her because nothing bad can happen to them. In this <laughs> yep. <movie>. No, nothing <laughs> will happen to these people. <laughs> yeah, it's, I also just have here in my notes. Shaw's just killing people, just like tons of people. On yeah, this he's thing. in the tank, and he's like maybe we should go into the oncoming traffic lane. And then he goes across the median and then he's just plowing over oncoming traffic. I think that it's good though. Not good that he kills all these bystanders, but good that they like have Letty who's like, why are you doing this? This is bad. Like it is a good thing about this movie because other action movies, there's like no regard for the bystanders. There's people all over that are like just being wrecked, (laughs) throwing cars into buildings all the time, whatever. And they're like, oh man, people are dying. This is bad. Like in the Batman versus Superman where they take down the skyscraper. Like that's, horrendous that's horrific <laughs> like come on basically roman gets essentially roman gets in front of the tank yeah he somehow gets across the medium before dom and brian do yeah and he, i don't they're gonna shoot his car yeah he's gonna shoot his car but then tanks can't come all the way down and so he hits the brakes and so he's getting pushed by the tank yeah so how does he not get like we see this tank just run over all these other cars how does he not just immediately yeah. get how does his car it's roman pierce all <laughs> <laughs> right so you might argue that because he was in the white mustang and mm-hmm. so you could argue that the trunk was came up higher than the other cars and that he wasn't under the track but no no <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Brian also jumps over the median and something like because they through shoot the him. tank uh, tracks. 
because the or do, do they? I, I think they blow a bridge down and the rubble comes down and that's how he ramps. Yeah, up. he ramps over the bridge <laughs> rubble that fell perfectly for okay. the car to ramp <laughs> so, off of it. Right. So side note: if a standard car with a standard suspension falls more than like six feet, the suspension blows, you break your axles, <laughs> everything is destroyed. <laughs> just as a heads up. So in the whatever movie they have in the next movie, they talk about long travel suspensions for the first time in the entire series when they've been doing some crazy jumps. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad they got there in the series, but. Uh, just a heads up, don't do that in your car. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are attempting to ramp the median with the rubble on the road, it's not a good idea. So, at some like this whole time, Roman's car is just like slowly getting eaten away by this tank. Mm-hmm. Brian, right, or he throws the cable up above because he has a for some reason he has a winch in the cab of this <laughs> nine, beautiful 1966 white Mustang that was priceless, and he's just like, I should go to a tank. Yeah. And I don't really... Why does he do that? Is it just so... He doesn't know. He's like, I'm in this position. This could either save me or help the team, I guess. So he does that, and then he... Does he jump off? I don't remember. Yeah, at some point, he, like, jumps off onto Brian's car. Yes, he jumps off. Yeah, he jumps on the top of it. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have ever tried to even climb on a car. It's hard. Like, I was I was working on... I got a box fan that I worked, turned into a camper. I could barely get up on that thing, and it's pretty flat. Like, it's... it's every time I see those scenes, I'm like... No, especially like with the rock, he's all oiled up. No way he could do that. Like, come also on. going, you know, 80, 90 miles an hour. <laughs> he's just jumping, grabbing, in, you're good. Um, could you please use kilometers? We're in Europe. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like 110, 120? I don't know. Be more than that, 140. 140. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then I think at this point, don't we get like. Letty is getting outside the tank to like take off the wire, mm-hmm. and yes. this is where Shaw's just like, I'm gonna kill her. This is the mm-hmm. peak of the action in the movie, in my opinion. It's great. And so <laughs> then Dom, this all happens really, really fast. Yeah. So she gets out to unhook the thing, and then Dom is like, Oh no! And then they had already Brian had already gotten the Mustang to pop over the to pop off the bridge. Oh yeah, yep, over the side of the bridge. So the Mustangs about to fall and hit full tension on the cable that Roman wrapped around the cannon the front of the yep. tank mm-hmm. yep and then uh she gets out to unhook it but the mustang is falling and so of course dom is gonna save her and he's like oh no and so he uh there's i think there's a continuity error in this scene you see him <laughs> in the driver's seat and then you see him on the hood of the car and it's really quick so you see him see her he's in the driver's seat you see him a second later he's crouched on the hood still steering the car <laughs> so i'm not saying you couldn't be on the hood steering the car but like to do it that fast I know he's done six movies at this point. Big guy, small window. <laughs> American muscle cars did have bigger windows, but yeah, it's a big old, it's a big old problem. First of all, you know how do you keep the gas going? It doesn't have cruise. It's a classic muscle car. He's just coasting. He's just <laughs> so he hit like 105, and then he climbed out on the hood, and then uh, yeah, and so then the most epic part of the entire movie happens where uh, he where the tank nose goes down with the Mustang weight. And then he uh, rams his priceless Dodge Charger Daytona 500 into the side of the bridge, jumps off the hood, catches Letty. Apparently, he's going uh, 140 kilometers an hour. And uh, they, he catches her in midair, and they land on a car. These people will be goo. So, <laughs> Don't even break a bone. <laughs> okay, so uh, the way the car is broken, yeah, that, that wouldn't happen. Like, the car would be concave. Uh, like, there would be a big old bull in it. But uh, I have seen 
a video of a guy who I think was high. He jumped off of a six-story balcony and he landed on a car. Oh my gosh. And he did get up and he walked away. What? And so after seeing that video, I think that this scene, <laughs> if everything went just right, is totally plausible. <laughs> I'm putting my plausible stamp on this one. That's why it's so epic. Because it could happen. I have... He's propelled off of his car. Lady, or Lady's propelled off a tank. They hit it a 90 degree and angle. Collide. <laughs> they land on the car. <laughs> I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> We're not here to say whether it did or didn't. We're saying could it theoretically. I think, no, I think it might be possible. You're right. right. It is a Fast and Furious movie, so yes, it is 100% realistic. <laughs> Probably happened. It's awesome. It is my favorite part of the film where I was like, oh, mm. this is great. That's, that's why I wanted to be here for that, to talk about this scene. It's so over the top ridiculous, but still totally like realistic and like could happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it right now. We still have a lot of this movie to go here. That's right. the craziest part. Yeah, this isn't even the, like, probably not technically the peak of the movie for whoever wrote it. I mean. I, I think when I saw this originally, I was like, all right, movies, like, now they're going to have the end right? of the movie yeah. scene yes. and everything. But no, we still have a, another huge scene to get through here. Huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Too big, even. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so we go back to this army base where they now have the nightshade and they have Shaw and Custy. Letty is just hanging out here with the crew. I don't think the army people would let that happen. Like, she was definitely just no. in that tank with them. Yeah. Well, if it's a special CIA operation, maybe they know that they get, uh, you know, CIA'd if they try to interfere. So maybe Interpol is afraid of getting, of being accused of interfering with CIA operations because the CIA does some pretty shady shit. Okay. Yeah, it, it could be. You guys ever heard of Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> it's still there. Still, it's still actively running. <laughs> it didn't go away, okay? <laughs> so Hobbs goes in to just confront Shaw, interrogate him, and it, like Shaw just like gives him a smile when he walks in. It cuts away from him. We cut to Brian like asking for forgiveness to Letty, and Letty's like, Hey man, I kind of don't remember, but I'm I'm sure it was partly my fault too. Because I don't do anything I don't want to do. Yeah, that's what she says. Exactly. Which cop out, cop out movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hobbs like drags Shaw out, and he's just like, "Hey, you guys want to hear this?" Doesn't tell him what it is. Like, let's just build this all. And up. I'm gonna let the criminal tell you. Not I'm gonna gather the information, and we're gonna and have the thing he was you. after in the same room. That's yeah. my <laughs> biggest thing. If I was that NATO guy, I would have been a continent over with the thing the guy was trying to steal. And then if maybe if I wanted to come back and see him catch the guy, maybe I'd come back. But like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And Shaw reveals that he had a con- contingency plan that he was gonna go after Mia yeah, yeah. and Elena and I think it's Jack. Is that what? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jack, which looking back should have been real obvious because two of the main characters out of his crew are not in the scene. Like where are they at? Yeah, Mia usually plays really big parts in these movies. Yeah, yeah. we've been talking throughout our podcast how we were surprised at like the role she's played throughout mm-hmm. the series up until this movie. She's like out of the series at this point now. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. at the beginning, they just frame her as the love interest or whatever. Like yep. it's not, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she becomes like the thing that makes everything kind of work or that the whole mm-hmm. thing hinges on. Um, So then we like cut to Mia getting captured by Blonde Lady and... Blonde the claws, yeah, big guys, vague and claws, yep, vague and claws. And Elena runs off with Jack, gets away. So Shaw essentially is like, "Hey, unless you guys give me what I want, I'm gonna kill her." And this army guy, very reasonably, is like, "I get this 
but no. <laughs> <laughs> also, when they reveal this, this is Paul Walker's strongest acting performance <laughs> in this entire franchise. Is in, his this life, in his is life. In his life, probably. Is this moment. Is yeah. when he, Brian figure, finds out that Mia has been captured. You see the emotion go through his face, and then he punches Shaw. <laughs> But I'm like, this is the strongest performance I've seen out of Paul Walker this entire franchise. His eyes start watering too, don't they? Yeah, it's good. He's it's good. Yeah, you're like, oh man, these movies actually made him into an actor. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. made him actually good. It's a far cry from Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh man, yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe they, maybe they brought in Carano just to make Brian look better, and so maybe we were. Ooh, yeah. Maybe uh, kind of, you know, yeah. you bring in the bad to set off the good. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was going up against Roman, or Tyrese in the second movie. True. Which isn't like he's going up against Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So, this army guy's like, yeah, we're not going to give up a million lives for this one life. And Hobbs... Very surprisingly, just like pulls out a gun and just puts it right to the <laughs> So that's temple. either a forty-five caliber or a fifty caliber pistol. And so mm. they don't have the same amount of gunpowder as a sniper rifle, but they still shoot the same diameter of bullets. Oh my god. That thing. So like he shoots that uh he shoots the flip car in the scene where he jumps the twenty five oh, yeah. feet where he jumps the twenty five feet onto the top of the flip car. Yeah. He shoots he pulls out, he unloads an entire magazine into it. Like that would fuck up any car. <laughs> like a 45 caliber, like Desert Eagle. That would just destroy any vehicle. Like, just so you guys are aware. And so he pulls that out. If you get hit with that, like, there's a pinhole in your head. Like, through <laughs> oh, at that closer range. Like, it's. Well, I think we commented in the last movie, like, so The Rock's a huge dude. Huge legs. You can tell this gun is big because it looks big on him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's one thing to look big on my hip. It looks big on The Rock's hip. It's a big gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, The Rock's just like, we're going to give him what he wants. Like, let it happen. So Sean and his guys leave with the last of the night. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, the Rock is like so. The second that he walks out of here, oh yeah, the words. What is it? I don't remember. The words. Uh, immunity. Uh, pardon pardon and, and immunity. Pardon. Yeah. Pardon. Go out the door, and then Dom says his signature line, best line in the movie. <laughs> Those words went out the day we were born. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, so does that mean, like, I'm just, like, from, like, age two, was just like, nope, nope, government's after me. <laughs> no immunity. Yeah. Don't trust no one. So, yeah, they let him go, and they're driving down the road, and Shaw, because he's the bad guy, is like, all right, now I'm going to kill me anyway, so he, like, tries to call, and Tej is essentially blocked all signals in, like, a 20-mile race. I, I like love that. the scene of Tej blocking the signals because it literally looks like he's just slamming his fingers <laughs> against the computer. Like, it's like, all right, act like you're doing something fast. He's just, like, banging against the computer. It's like a little kid playing the piano. Yes. <laughs> and then he plays it off perfect, though. So you're like, you're like, oh, maybe he was typing something. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no, and I guess we, we also skipped over here that we find out Riley is a bad guy, which... Oh, you obviously man. knew already. Yeah. It's terrible, and the reveal is bad. You're yeah, like, like, wow, that was. At all. It's not. It's very anticlimactic. Like, she sure, walks man. out right. hand in hand with Shaw. Doesn't look like they're like in love or anything. It's very strange. I, okay, I will defend the movie in this circumstance because I didn't honestly remember this that well. And okay, I was kind of okay. shocked, not shocked, because I, I was like, I think she's a bad guy, but I'm not sure. And so I will defend it that I am the sucker that got played. So we were watching this movie here a few days ago. Sean turns to me like, after, like a few scenes after she's been introduced and goes, 
isn't she a bad guy? <laughs> we know she's a bad actress, but is she a bad guy? I do think it's interesting that they have her full-on fight Letty in the subway, even knowing... Like, I know she's, like, in deep cover, you know? She's working for whoever Hobbs oh, works yeah. for and whatever. Yeah. But she goes at it with Letty. She wants to take her down. So it's like she knows that her man has been threat flirting with Letty on the side, maybe. And she's like, this is my chance. I can take her out. Oh, so she wasn't actually trying to like get her for Hobbs. She's just trying to get, get her for yeah, love. It's hard to say for sure, but it, it is pretty surprising. I think that she would fight someone on her own side of this so intensely. So yeah, I never but, thought about that. But yeah, but what's not convincing is that and when it is revealed, it's not like there's any, like they don't make out or anything like in front of the crew after right. it gets revealed. They just like hand in hand walk out. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like it's not like on. other films, they'd be like, oh, let us make out in front of you mm-hmm. just to emphasize this, but. Mm-hmm. Now what happens? Do you think yeah, they tried that? that weird. Gina yeah. Carano like just was that bad. Like, <laughs> no, we got, you guys we, are just gonna hold hands. Yeah, you're holding hands. We're this close to cutting you, so we're just gonna change the scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here, here we start maybe the longest action scene of the movie, at least it's, or of the series. At least it seems like it because this mm-hmm. we start on this runway that goes forever. It's, it's the plane a, hasn't come down yet. Yep, hasn't come down yet. I, it's also funny because the bad guys take off and then. The good guys, Dom and crew, literally just show up right behind them on the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, so they just got right out of there or like, mm-hmm. didn't even give them anything. Yeah. I mean, Shaw was driving 60 miles per hour. Speed limit. <laughs> Speed limit. They so caught up. I mean, that's, I mean, we've already seen that Fast and the Furious movie, what, twice now of them driving and catching up with somebody. So I think we can let that one pass. <laughs> they can Fair do enough. it. We Fair enough. It. Yeah. But yeah, we're on the runway. Yeah. And this huge plane comes down and Roman makes some joke about how big the plane is. I don't actually, I don't have it written down. That's not he a says. plane. That's a planet. That's yeah. That's <laughs> terrible joke. It doesn't make any sense. The planets don't just come down. (laughs) Which, Roman, I get it's a big plane, but like... You couldn't come up with something better? Yeah, like... (laughs) Yes. And so here we find out that Mia's on this plane, which I don't understand why. Like, Well, and in the scene before, when she's like yelling on the phone, it looks like she's still in their house. And like, they're just abducting her right now as they're on the phone and, you know, she's yelling for Brian. So... I don't know. They're I can't... like yelling on the plane then? Like, is uh, that maybe. Really? But if their house is in Spain and, well, their house is in the Canary Islands, which is closer to Africa. Don't worry. We looked it up. <laughs> like, it's pretty word. far from the UK. So I. Well, they're back in Spain now, though. Oh, you're so right. Wow. Okay. Well, the Canary Islands are still pretty far from yeah. mainland Spain. <laughs> yeah. So, so they it's... took that enormous plane. They landed on the only. Uh, uh, landing strip in the Canary Islands that's big enough to hold that plane to pick up Mia and then just, just so zoom right back, back apparently <laughs> I don't know so a plane like that would cost like 700 bucks an hour to run they could more. just kill her there though I don't know why they have to like load her up no also yeah, why would yeah yeah, it makes no sense why she should would be on the plane <laughs> also whose plane is this like it, I, I mm-hmm. originally I thought like oh there's like hijacking this plane but like these dudes are in on it I think it's a rental because <laughs> the pilot, I mean, the pilot at the front, he's like, what's going on out there? Like, he has no idea that there's this crazy thing going on. Is this like an Uber, his... like an Uber plane? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Like if, if he was in on it, he, he would have seen the other movies yeah. and been like, oh, shit, this is going to get serious. <laughs> Good thing I'm on this very long runway. Here. <laughs> so, Sean, I guess you started a timer. I did. Right? I started a timer. Thank you. I wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do we want to guess how, do you guys want to guess how long? Is it like 13 minutes? I know it's longer than seven minutes. 
Because I was okay. watching it on our DVD player. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you know, I didn't. You t- didn't or did yeah, you know, I, I. You're close. It was yeah. 12 minutes and 23 seconds. They're on <laughs> okay. this runway going. I don't know. A plane usually is going like a hundred. Well, what are we in kilometers? I, don't know. I feel like, <laughs> like so. Like a, a jet. So a commercial airliner flies about 280 miles an hour. Yes. There's Which a lot of analysis. We'll get the conversion to you guys in a little bit. So <laughs> we're getting IT on that one. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to know how long this runway is. That's so, all I want. So like a long. So like usually the. I think if I remember from the World War II movies that I've seen, it takes a two mile runway to launch a freight plane. Okay. So so normally a plane needs one mile, and so since they're so heavy and they need to pick up more speed, mm-hmm. then they get two miles. You guys might have read this online, but there's a lot of analysis about how long <laughs> this runway must be. And people estimate that the runway is between anywhere between 13 and like 28 miles. <laughs> and at the time, and at the time this movie came out, the longest runway in the world was like 3.8 miles or something. <laughs> and it was in Russia for the largest plane that was ever produced. It took like six engines to fly, and the people were like, "Wow, that's inefficient!" And so <laughs> they just stopped doing <laughs> just it. Didn't do it. This, because the runway part of this movie is what I remember. I don't know if it was before I even saw the film. I just remember being on Twitter and people sharing images about like, this is how fucking long this runway is. They're just like people emphasizing how stupid long this thing is. So I have a theory. Okay, so we'll have to, I'll have to ask my pilot buddy about this, but uh, I think the uh, runway is a giant circle. (laughs) So during this scene, we make at least one full revolution. So it has to be gradual. It needs to be mostly straight, but I think if we could just, it was just slightly curved. But they couldn't be. <laughs> the, the one issue with that is when they end the scene, they're at the end of the runway. The <laughs> <end of the floor. laughs> right. I'm still working on that. <laughs> so he, he was like, "All right, now out of the circle." Out of the circle. <laughs> now we're going straight <laughs> this way. <laughs> so I think so. Shaw and his gang like they get on the plane, like they drive right up into the plane. Does Brian get up on the plane? Brian and Dom also get right up on the plane too. Uh, I think they both make it on quick. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, because Brian has to retrieve Mia. Yep. And yes. So yeah. then they're fighting Shaw, big blonde Hulk, Klaus guy or whatever his yes. name is, <laughs> and then Letty is there and she is fighting uh, Riley. 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 Yes. Riley. Um, and then while this is going on, Roman, Tej, Han, Giselle, and Hobbs are outside, like trying to hold down the plane. Like they have those big. Uh, harpoons again they're harpoons, trying to, yep. they're like trying are they trying to aim for something or are they just they like, were trying to hit the flaps because if you hit the flaps then the flaps are pulled down so the nose of the plane is pulled down gotcha okay. because it forces uh, the nose down yep. and so they miss because there's turbines uh, yep. blowing a lot of wind and yes. obviously there's wind resistance so and we'll get into that at the end of the scene I have a problem with the wind resistance <laughs> <laughs> beyond other you know beyond the other things going on here but um yeah, so they're trying to hit the flap, and so Brian actually hits the flap last, because, of course, Brian has to save the day. Um, and so he does actually hit it, so he has to aim way forward. Shocking. <laughs> he has to aim way forward, and then it comes back, and it hits the flap, and mm. so they can pull the plane down. I just have written down here, um, I think this is where Dom does, like, the flying headbutt again. It's exactly what Yeah, that's what he opens with. <laughs> <laughs> and then Klaus is like, no, that's my move, and then yeah. they fight for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, Brian gets Mia, and they just, like, ditch right away, like, mm-hmm. like see you guys, like, good yeah, luck, Dom. What's up with that? Yeah. Where's the kid at? Oh, she gives the kid with to Elena. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elaine is just hanging out in the Canary Islands, just like, man, I hope everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> this way. But yeah, isn't it uh, when Brian gets out, then um, the blonde lady shows up in the car, and then he 
tricks her into like running into something on the runway or something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, oh, that takes that, that does happen. The turbine. Yeah, behind the turbine. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And then it gets blown away, which well, I mean, theoretically. So maybe. she runs into like a like cement block on the oh, runway. Oh, that's wedge, right. She, she jumps out in the flip car. Yeah. And then he tricks her into going into the yep. cement. But I feel like. But the raid guy is the one who gets blown. His car gets blown back right, with the right, turbine. Right. Which is classic. Yeah. <laughs> Love when they do that. <laughs> so those those cement things, I don't know if you've ever seen a video of a small car hitting barricades, but they're, they actually move. And so on that scene, if these flip cars were built as they were supposedly built, I want to say that she might have made it through that. So I, think, <laughs> so I think we skipped the part where they had to put her down or she ran off. Because I think maybe that car would have survived. Okay. It was too far back on the runway. They just ignored it. <laughs> yeah, she got slowed down too much. She can. Yeah. So at some point, Hobbs like does the classic like jumps on the wheel of the, the airplane and like, yeah. and like shimmies up the airplane to like go fight the big guy. So I think he classic would be too movie. slippery to shimmy <laughs> in the way that he there's did. Fall. There's grease yeah. on the landing gear. There's grease yeah. on him. There's just oil everywhere. So now, now we got, we got Dom fighting Shaw, Hobbs fighting Kloss and Letty fighting Riley again. Mm-hmm. And all the other people are just like trying to keep the plane down while mm-hmm. also there's one goon left out there in a, jeep as well i believe the one goon yep the one goon i think it was a sniper guy or whatever is back <laughs> mm-hmm. um i just have written down here that hobbs and dom do some sweet tag team moves on these guys yeah they're like doing like hand grabs and flips and stuff yep. and i was like that's i don't think that's in the brand of this movie I think <laughs> like at one point i think they lift up klaus like one of them lifts him up and the other guy like clotheslines him or something like that <laughs> through like <laughs> it's like through like a big like wooden pallet so like a it like explodes essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, and at one point they hit somebody hits them both with the same thing. So like one oh, guy yeah. falls behind a pallet and then he hits one of them and he hits the pallet that the guy's behind. <laughs> yep. Like they were doing lots of tag team stuff exactly like you said. Um and Letty is getting her ass kicked by Riley again, which again makes sense because Riley's a trained <laughs> official. She's, and she's beefy. Yeah. Yeah, she's beefy. Um but Letty gets the upper hand where like they open the door and she like gets her right by the door. Hobbs like throws a shotgun to Letty. Letty catches it, and she's like, "Wrong team, bitch." (laughs) (laughs) And and then, yeah, at this point, Riley looks over to Hobbs, and Hobbs just goes, "Huh?" (laughs) (laughs) And then gets shot out of the plane. (laughs) Yeah, and she's dead, so she's not coming back. I'm I'm gonna guess she's when she got shot with the shotgun. Did she like fly backwards? Yeah, yeah, out out of the plane. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't happen in real life. (laughs) In case anybody's wondering. Not only a car guy, also a gun guy. Gun guy. Okay, you ever shot a shotgun? Yeah. So that's the same exact amount of force that the person receives on the other end. Do you get thrown back when you shoot a shotgun? I'm not going to admit to that. <laughs> not like a 12 gauge, but like a 20 yeah, gauge, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think at this point, um, we can get to the uh, part where Han is like saving Giselle or something like that. She's hanging outside so this she, jeep. Yeah, they were fighting some henchmen and she got one of them out and then Han goes up to grab her because she's about to fall off the jeep that's hanging from the wing of the plane. Yeah, the, the, at this point the cars are literally like hanging like one wheel is touching mm-hmm. the ground usually. Around, yep. um, and she notices that the remaining goon is going to shoot Han while he's climbing trying to up s- over the jeep yep. to shoot him. Yep. Mm-hmm. So instead of her holding on to Han's arm to keep her from falling, she just like releases her hand Pulls out the gun midair, <laughs> shoots the goon, and goes back into the Which darkness. is so epic. If you could actually do that in real life, that would be crazy. Like, that's so cool. I think that's so cool. Yeah. It's it's very is, how, how high are they above ground at that point? 
I don't know, maybe 20 feet. Not, not even that, I don't think. <laughs> Probably not 15. Yeah. So but if, if you're going 300 miles an hour... But you we, I don't think they're going 300 miles an hour if they're the still on this runway. <laughs> <laughs> and this is real. It's a big circle. <laughs> but so doesn't someone earlier fall out? No, this is I'm I'm we'll get there with Shaw. He falls out, and he falls out at a higher rate, I think, yeah. than what she had felt. But he survives. That's what I read. That's yeah. why I believe Giselle yeah. will be back in one of these movies that she's not actually dead. So me and Sean have a bet now. If she ever comes back into the series, I own a 30 rack. Yes. So she is in deleted scenes for the seventh, but they're flashback scenes. I don't yeah. know if that. No, you I'm want, talking. You want I'm real talking. Real life she is Giselle. alive. She pulls. Okay, uh, okay. I can't spoil. Jordan doesn't watch uh, trailers for movies, so I can't spoil this, but I think he would know, anyways. But. Uh, talking about Han? Yes. <laughs> I don't think he's in the movie. So we can get this way. I don't we think. Should... I think it's a flashback. Nope, I don't think he's, he's actually alive. He's so, definitely alive. Maybe we should save I, I, I have my theory, too. I'm interested to hear yours on how this Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. We got to get the rest of this film done. <laughs> it's a long movie. A yeah, lot yeah, of action so, sequences. Anyway, um, yeah, I I don't think she's coming back. Well, I'll just say that now. I don't think she's coming back. Because nah. the only people who come back to Fast and Furious movies are people who don't have anything better. To do. <laughs> she's, she's Wonder Woman. She's not coming back. <laughs> okay, so I have a theory that she's actually Wonder Woman in this universe also. <laughs> and so this is her opportunity to, to, Damn. to retake up her position and then do the Wonder Woman thing. So me and Sean have mentioned combining the Avengers with these guys. I never thought Justice League. This yeah, makes even yeah. more sense. DC Universe, baby. <laughs> um, we're not allowed to say uh, anything about Marvel Universe on this podcast. I think we can say DC, but we'll get sued. No, okay. Don't worry. We don't have enough people listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess at this point. So how do the bad guys die again? So so Claus gets tag team. Claus gets tag team, and I think he just blows up when the plane blows up. Um, and then Shaw ends up in a vehicle, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's gonna he's, he's gonna ditch out the back. Yeah, because Dom wasn't Dom gonna jump out. So or does that happen at before? No. That? no so Hobbs jumps out, Letty jumps out, and then Dom's gonna jumps out. Wait Hobbs. a second! Didn't they just jump out raw and just land in the car? Yes. So Hobbs. this is my air drag problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go from an object with no drag, no wind resistance, and then you jump into three hundred mile an hour winds. Yes. You move at a different speed. <laughs> okay? So, I could see it. Maybe you could argue that The Rock in this is a superhero. He weighs 500 pounds. Maybe he would He's make made it. made a ledge. Just drop But then, who else jumps out? Letty. Letty. Letty jumps out. She like does a not feather. W- <laughs> she would just be gone. Like, but she, she drops and Hobbs just grabs her straight. <laughs> just pulls her out of the air. Yeah. And so, Dom is going to also jump out. But he sees Shaw is like going for the nightshade bomb in the car so dom goes and like fights him he doesn't really even fight it doesn't he just reach in he hits him yeah he grabs he, the case yeah he just like cold clocks him and just and then the worst it. death in the entire series this car is moving maybe five miles an hour and it hits a barricade and then shaw blows through the windshield <laughs> yep i don't know if you noticed that but the car is barely moving and it's just like body through the windshield. yeah and he survives he survives this he goes through the windshield and out the plane yeah 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 so he's uh, going five miles an hour but he ends up out of the windshield over the hood over the barricade and onto the road <laughs> And survives. Yeah, and he survives. He's in the next movie and the movie after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we we see everybody else. They're at the end of the runway. The plane is essentially falling and crashing and blowing up. And everyone's like, oh, no, Dom's dead. And then what happens? Flies on through the front of the plane. <laughs> in, a, in a late model charger. Did we see a charger on the plane? 
It, it must have been his know. car that he drove that on. That he the brought plane. there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I could come up with because I remember because I just rewatched that ending sequence because it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and uh, like that's I don't I didn't think we saw that, but if he drove it there, that's fine. Then he immediately crashes his car. Like it just like comes <laughs> out and like oh Dom's back, crashes it, and everyone again's like Dom's dead again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I don't like that. I feel like he made it out. You know, maybe he hits a barricade or something because it's like hard to steer after you jump 10 feet from a 300 mile <laughs> onto a runway in front of it. But like, I feel like they could have done that better. And then uh, they're all standing there like crying and Dom does the classic action movie guy where he just like walks away from the explosion, not giving a shit about all <laughs> so the with, fire. With how hot so that hot, would be. Yeah. So jet fuel is used for a specific reason. It burns really hot, puts out a lot of energy. You can't stand that close to, <laughs> to a plane that's on fire. My favorite thing is if you watch it closely, Paul, I don't know if they didn't tell Paul Walker what was happening in the scene, but you look at him when he's like supposed to be looking for Dom. He looks like he doesn't know what he's looking for. Like, <laughs> like he like isn't like concerned. He's just like, what, what? no one told me what Dom's supposed to act like. In this. No, I think he knew. And that was just. That's his, that's, that's yeah. his yeah. He used it all for the media scene instead. Yeah. <laughs> so Dom gives Hobbs the nightshade bomb and. He's, I think he says something like, This is I, worth a billion dollars, huh? Yeah. And then uh, Hobbs is like, Name your price, Dom. <laughs> and it cuts to their old rundown house in Southern yeah, he California. He literally just says 1327. And yeah. then. Before we get there, though, no one goes back to look for Giselle. For Giselle, even. yeah. That's no. my worst, like, that's Shaw the worst is alive, and no one even just goes to check just to see if yeah. she's dead or not. That's like, miles down the road. Yeah, that's way too that's far true, back I at suppose. that point. It's like 20 miles back, yeah. <laughs> so that's probably why she dies. Like, they they got to Shaw first. They didn't get to Giselle <laughs> soon enough. She just had broken legs and was just waiting for somebody to come back. Just starved out 300 there. miles an hour, just a little roughed up on the runway. <laughs> Okay, my so my thing is, why don't we see that flip car in a different movie? Because it was on the runway, and it was built, like, to be amazing. And so she hits concrete, but, like, concrete isn't that strong. I think <laughs> yeah. it is, but when you're going that fast, it's not that strong. So I think we should have seen the flip car in the next movie at some point. Yeah, but it's a bad guy car. Even can't if it was just them guy. messing around. Like, I think that would have been reasonable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, 1327, but... and there's a flip car in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think their neighbors are like? Because, like, these people live there for a while. They're like, hey, that's the Doretto house. Like, some bad people live there. Then, like, a few years later, like, they're just back there. And, like, no so one there's like a, There has to be a, a different family there, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that there LA. was an eviction that took place in order for the Torettos <laughs> to come back. I don't know. They showed the yard. And the yard looked, looked really rough. rough. Well, if you look really, really close, they hold the camera at a level that it looks like it's rough. But if you look really close... It's actually landscaped, and there are strips of well-groomed grass between the bushes and stuff. Mm. And so I noticed that on my last watch. And so she said that, and then I looked a little bit closer. It was actually uh, landscaped. Oh, so they just stole this house from some... Hobbs just showed up and was like, get out. Get out. (laughs) It's like, we'll give you fair value for the house. Please leave. (laughs) So they're having the big old barbecue here. Tej is grilling. Roman, like, makes a joke, like, don't burn it this time. Which doesn't make sense, because the people who burned it last time were... Dominican guys. Leo and Santos. Yes, I don't remember their names. (laughs) Um, And then Hobbs and Elena show up. Elena's just like back on the crew apparently with Hobbs. Um, There's another car joke, I guess, here about Jack going with a Skyline or a muscle car. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, you can build your first car here and then it better be American muscle. And then he's like, you mean Skyline? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Letty like walks up and talks to Elena and they have a very awkward conversation that Roman and Tej comment on. <laughs> I think the line is, that's gotta be awkward. Pause. 
but sexy as hell. <laughs> they both say that. Yeah, sexy as hell. Something you noted when we were watching it was that, like Letty, something about Letty's family in the neighborhood because Letty is also from this oh, neighborhood. Yeah. So her family would like I be from know, around there. Yeah. Mm. So like, why aren't they there? I don't know. They just never told. Dom her. wants. Yeah, Dom wants her for himself. So she's. He's like, I'm not going to tell you that you have a family. <laughs> That's true. They just keep coming by. Like, hey, you heard anything about Letty? No, nothing. Nothing. She, nothing. She's not upstairs. <laughs> Dom and Shaw are one in the same. A little yeah. threatening uh, on top of the flirting. Um, and this is the scene we talked about earlier, where Hobbs and Dom are like looking opposite directions, like they're standing each by other. each other. <laughs> um, and it's where the camera is panning, so it looks like they're the same height, but obviously perspective. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the line goes, Dom goes, not bad for a cop. And Hobbs just goes, never thought I'd trust a criminal, which isn't really a response, but kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think this is where they just do like the blessing at the barbecue. We're, we're ending the movie here. So. Yes. Yeah, this, this is where it ends. Roman ends the film, basically. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Gives a blessing. And his last thing is, thank you for fast cars. And <laughs> yeah, he thanks for family and uh, love and for everybody being there. And the people who died along the way. And then his last line is, and thank you for a fast car. Yep. As it pans over LA and the movie ends. Or so we think. Mm-hmm. I get to right, that mid-credit scene. I don't need to take it away. Come on. You haven't said too much. No, no. Uh, Jordan's in charge of this. <laughs> oh. Shindig. We get to Tokyo. Yeah. And so then what There happens? we go. We get to Tokyo. <laughs> um, so we're going back through the Tokyo Drift scene um, where Han and John, is that his name? Luke, Sean. Sean, there we go. There Sean. Han, Sean are getting chased by DK through Tokyo. And you also see like a first person view of this other car that's listening on the, the scanner about this chase going on. And you see it driving towards it. And you see it driving parallel down the streets. And this whole time we're kind of cutting to footage from Tokyo Drift and new footage. And then you see Han's car get T-boned, flipped over just like in Tokyo Drift. But who gets out oh. but Sean? Deckard Shaw, Jason yeah. Statham. <laughs> um, which, as we spoke of on the Tokyo Drift movie, isn't actually like, if you look at the scene in Tokyo Drift. I've, I've compared both scenes. <laughs> they do not line up at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, we had just watched uh, uh, um, Tokyo Drift not too long before I saw that movie. Yeah. Uh, and like, before I saw this one, and it was... No. <laughs> no, this doesn't check out. Yeah, they cut some stuff up there. <laughs> so, we see Shaw, he throws the cross... At Han, picks up a cell phone as he's walking away, calls Dom. Dominic Toretto. Yeah, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just essentially says he's coming for him. And we see the car blow up in the back. Um, we never do see Han die, which is, do we want to talk about it now? Say. I think we could talk about it now. Yeah. Talk about timeline and uh, F9 yeah, theories. Okay. Well, <laughs> I kind of think that Han did die there. I think that the bigger question is how we explain Deckard Shaw not knowing Dominic Toretto at that point in time. I think that there is a compelling theory to be made that Tokyo Drift will not take place until after F9 because the rest of the movies have to take place in sequence because Ramsey and Cypher from 7 and Mm 8 appear in the F9 trailer. And so I think that they're going to explain away Han's absence in seven and eight in some other way han will appear in nine as per normal and then uh something will happen that will allow tokyo drift to take place after 
And I don't know if that's the Deckard Shaw loses him his memory in some way that we're looking at some sort of like Terminator robot situation version of Deckard Shaw. I don't know, but I kind of feel like they have to have some kind of additional twist to the timeline. You know, people feel like we've got it figured out, but we don't know what year Tokyo Drift takes it place in. Other ones like have year <laughs> markers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I just think that. I think that Vin Diesel would want to throw the fandom a bone and be like, you haven't figured it all out yet. Here's something new. So out of all of us, I think that Caitlin is by far the biggest fan. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. I have not thought that hard And so like, I, I, we feel like it's far-fetched, but there's some nuances we, that we probably... Oh, wow. Okay. No, this is great. I love so, having like, support. So, so... No, I'm with these guys over here. Oh, <laughs> that's so, fair. That's fair. So like we, us three, yeah. not her, think it's pretty far fetched. But like she's she like really likes the movie she saw as they came out. You know, I didn't see all of them as they came out, and so I watched them all in sequence, and I think they're really really cool how they weave them together again. But like I, she might be onto something because she understands more be. nuances no, yeah. about like the I might not and be stuff too. Yeah, no, I might not be too. But I just think that. Um, it would check out that they would like do something really crazy to the timeline and then just explain away Deckard Shaw in some other way. I think it would jive with, so like this whole series up past post Tokyo drift, that's what they've been doing. Essentially. They're just like, like, all right, we kind of got to, we want Han in this movie. So we're just going to retcon the movies. So they work timeline wise. So I could see him doing something like that. I, it's a little far fetched. No, I agree. (laughs) The end of the end of, uh, six though is not the only time that Han mentions Tokyo. Uh, if I recall correctly, I think he mentions Tokyo in five as well. And four. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I think that they're just setting it up that Han is going to keep talking about Tokyo and he's going to talk about Tokyo again in nine and then that'll be the end of it. The only thing is I think in seven, doesn't Dom go back to Tokyo to talk to Sean? That is a very good point. So, <laughs> Crap. Again, again. My theory is blown. No, again, like I, I don't... I don't think they couldn't work around that. Yeah. I, I just have a hard... I, That's fair. That's reasonable. I just... I think that I'm hung up on Ramsey and Cypher being in the same movie as Han, and I don't think that Han is dead in this movie. I think that he's alive in some okay. way. He's, so. he's just back. He didn't die in Tokyo. That's that's my theory. I'm that they're pulling a letty on this one? Yeah, yes, it's a pulling That could be. That but could I be. also, I, your point, though, makes sense that it's not going to be as easy as I want it to be, basically. It's <laughs> it gonna could be, be some way. Like the Tokyo Drift thing. Like, people <laughs> never, ever saw it coming that the Tokyo Drift would come later. Yeah. They're just like, oh, Or that they'd even work on. it back into the franchise right. and not yeah, just, just take like, it away. Oh, it's an yeah. extra thing. And they're like, oh, this happened. This is going to so, we'll see, though. The more that I hype myself into this, the more I'll enjoy it if it's just like the standard timeline that we're used to. Because then oh, yeah. it'll, I'll be like, oh, it's a surprise. I had no idea that it was going to follow the regular timeline. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how, how they bring him back. Um, I, I, I think it's a flashback, personally. I, I think he's we'll not in out. the movie. So. I'm psyched to see another uh, big guy in the movie coming with John Cena. Little John Cena. Fast 9. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, so I hope that this is somehow merged with real life, where John Cena is actually John Cena in real life. And we some, like, <laughs> professional wrestling scenes. And then I hope that movies 10, 11, and 12 merge with other universes. 11 and, and so 12. This, so that the Fast and Furious franchise is just the largest universe of all time of any movie series. We, we had a little King Kong in here, a little DC. <laughs> we get it all in here. I was, I was thinking like, uh, oh, I just forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, when they, uh, come back to me. I'll okay. Okay. <laughs> so here. Um, so 
as Sean was saying um, before we started here. Oh, oh, sorry. First, do we want to do Caitlin's Dom's explains the movie? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Oh sure, Let's yeah. Okay, that. so it's not all of um, Dom's slow talking. It's really when he gets philosophical. I would say. Okay. I think okay. you get the full okay. arc. I'll play it for you, and then I can send it to you if you need it. Oh, okay. If this matters. <laughs> Brian, remember the second you go through those doors, everything changes. Our old life is done. Talk to your music. You don't turn your back on them. say where we're from? Show me how you drive, I'll show you who you are. We all got a weak spot. At least when I go, I know what it's for. Your brother never told you, never threatened a man's family? It's a pretty stupid thing to do. <laughs> So if you haven't seen the movie, now you have, basically. Oh, my God. That's awesome. (laughs) So now I'm wondering, if we went back and did that for every movie he's in, could you just, like, explain the plot that way? (laughs) I think it's compelling that you can get the full arc uh, of each movie. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. That was awesome. Thank you for that. That was awesome. You are a true fan. Amazing fan. Top (laughs) tier. Way better than us as fans of this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No franchises. We we just come here and talk about it. You guys are actual fans. (laughs) (laughs) They do it well. All right. So for those of you first time listening here, at the end of these, we usually go through and we do some awards, kind of do some rankings here. So first one we always like to do is the biggest or the Kool-Aid man moment of the movie here. So this is the moment that makes you go, oh yeah. So um, I don't know. Did you guys happen to do this one or not? We, um, you guys so go, we first. go first. Okay. Mine, like I kind of said, alluded to earlier, it's definitely when Dom saves Letty, jumping out of the car, capturing her yeah. midair, and then not breaking a bone, either of them landing on the car. <laughs> yeah, I got the same one for the same reason. I, I think I think we literally both, when this happened, went, oh, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> it makes sense that that was great. Be it. it was great. Um, so I watched that movie for... I watched this movie for that scene specifically. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when that scene comes on, I get a little giddy. Like, it's so good. <laughs> That's what life's all about. Jumping across a bridge to save your lover. Exactly. I don't think there's an argument to be made for anything else. In okay. Awesome. <laughs> First unanimous, oh, yeah, or cool man moment here. Yes. All right. Sean, what's your biggest WTF moment of the movie? The fucking runway. <laughs> it's so long. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I got the same thing. I, I, there's not, there's a lot of other moments you could do it here, but that's definitely the biggest. Yeah, it's like there is no runway that long. No. Um, so for me, I actually wrote, what the fuck? Um, so it was for the street racing because they're just like in this like high stakes movie about fighting this like international 
crime syndicate or whatever. And then they're just like, let's go to a street race. <laughs> and then it's just like right back Fast and the Furious, the very first one. And there's just like girls' asses walking across the mm-hmm. screen. And there's just a bunch of stupid cars doing stupid stuff in this little, <laughs> tiny little area. And you're like, why now? Why here? <laughs> Uh, I think that the runway scene is definitely always going to be taps, but I am still super confused about how they got the picture of the family dinner that Lenny's at. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty freaky that someone was like hiding in the bushes at their house and took that photo for for Shaw. So yeah, way back then too, like before <laughs> they were really on the map. <laughs> right. That, 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 that is very weird. Crazy. All right, um, next one here. We rank the villains of the movies here. So villains we got. This one's Shaw. Last one is Reyes, I believe, was the bad guy in the fifth one. We got Braga for the fourth one, Mm -hmm. DK for the third one, Verone (laughs) for the second one. Wait till you hear number one. And number one, we always split. Sean has Johnny Tran. Yeah. I have Dom, because Dom is the villain of the first movie. (laughs) Oh, God. Wouldn't he be considered an anti-hero? Yeah. But not the villain. He's... Brian is the protagonist of the movie. He didn't kill Jesse. (laughs) He, Johnny Tran he causes all the issues of the movie. He is the antagonist of the movie. He goes no. against the protagonist. The well, whole mm. well, you got to have a plot, and that has to come from somewhere. So you could argue that without that, we wouldn't have a movie at all. And so then he isn't necessarily the villain. Okay, let's just let him. Right <laughs> We've been arguing this for six movies. That's all right. I'm kind of stuck with this at this point, all so right. we'll just keep rolling with it. So Sean, who rank your villains? All right. So I'll okay. Uh, number number one. I'll put Shaw was the best villain so far, I think, okay. for me. Um, then I had DK from... Man, you love DK. I love DK. Which he, he DK? Was a, the Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift bad guy. Oh. He's straight up just <laughs> Drift evil. King. Didn't like him. Drift King, yeah. <laughs> then Reyes. Oh, I couldn't remember if I had Reyes or Braga, but basically Reyes and Braga are pretty similar to me. Johnny Train and fucking Carter Verone from Two Best. <laughs> he's way bottom. He is just the worst. <laughs> Which is, looking back, it's kind of sad because he is like, he's a drug cartel, essentially. I guess he's not like a big drug cartel like Braga, yeah. but he's a drug cartel and he's just always bottom of the list. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. He's so, too stereotypical of a villain, I think. The rest of them have more exactly. depth for and whatever reason. The guy, I think, was supposed to be Puerto Rican or something. And I don't think it's Puerto Rican, but some other ethnicity. And he's just a white guy. Actually. Of and so like, I'm from just Southern like, California. Yeah. From <laughs> Southern California. So I was just like, I'm out. So my villains, I got shot. Number one, um, most compelling. I think he's like the most evil two of the villains. Um, next I got Braga because also, I think this movie also like bumps him up a little bit as a villain. Cause he comes true. back and is uh, important to this plot and he's a villain. Um, Reyes is just like a step below him. I just think he does less than Braga. DK, um, Verone, and then I got Dom. Dom is my last person because <laughs> it's tough to rank him that high. <laughs> um, I didn't rank villains. Okay. Uh, only I ranked characters. Okay. So. Do you want to wing it? Do you have any feelings no. on it? No. Okay, so I would say that I'm a, I like classical action, like mm-hmm. the like classical USA TV shows, drama action yep. kind of stuff. So like, Walker, Texas, Ranger level stuff. (laughs) So so I say Braga is the best supervillain in that, right? Because when I'm watching a movie, that's kind of what I want. He's like put together. He has a big operation. You don't know who he is. You know, he's really effective. Um, He continues to do what he does even when he's in prison. So I would say Braga is probably the best one. And then Shaw makes a close second because he's put together. You know, he has all that crazy tech and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I would say the, uh, the guy who tries to beat Brian up in the first one. Would be the next bad guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, the uh, the one who has a crush on Mia. 
Vince. 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 Oh, I thought you said Vin. Yeah, Vince. Vince. Yeah. Vince. <laughs> I, I would say yeah. Vince and then DK and then the other ones. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Reyes is pretty good. Like, but it, I just feel like Brago had this like weird aura about him and everything that went on in that movie. Too. I yeah, think you, it might have just been the movie and how they did it. But well, if you think about it, he's like, he's a big drug cartel. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a bad guy. Like, I could see how that would be mm-hmm. the number one. Oh, yeah. I mean, and with the stuff that we've seen recently where the, the son of the cartel got surrounded by police who got surrounded by the drug cartel yeah. and then they had to let him go. <laughs> yeah. Like, like ooh. <laughs> the only other person, like, even, like, comparable is Shaw. Like, everyone else is local villain. Like, mm-hmm. Shaw and Brogger. Global. Global. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one we do is we rank the music of the movies here. So uh, <laughs> don't worry. I think I figured out my list from last time. Last time we did this, I couldn't remember what I ranked. I don't think Sean's been able to figure out the list since. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, you want to start us off then with yes. your list? My, my top one is Fast Five, just because I didn't realize, but the song that my uh, Kim and I had heard on our honeymoon like way too much because we went to the Dominican was is like the main song in Fast Five. <laughs> I had no idea. And then when we watched Fast Five, I was like, oh my God, this is this song. It was great. So it was Fast Five, then Too Fast, Too Furious, because like, oh, Ludacris is Act a Fool song. Oh, so good. Uh, and then this one, because uh, Wiz, right? Yeah, we got a lot of Wiz in this. Yeah, it's, it's more hip hop. I like that. Then the last one, it's it's uh, first one, Fast and Furious, then The Fast and the Furious, because I don't even remember what that is. And then Tokyo Drift, because Tokyo Drift is just like fucking weird, terrible right. music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that might be racist. <laughs> so the first one's only... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not good. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. So I got this movie, because we got a lot of Wiz, we got a lot of 2 chains, and it, I got my head bobbing quite a bit during this movie, so that's probably my number one. I think Tokyo Drift's number two. <laughs> um, I, I re-listened to our podcast the other day, where we talk about the music, and I got my head bobbing again just thinking about those songs. <laughs> By listening to us talk about it. That's how good the music is. Um, number three, I got Too Fast, Too Furious for the ludicrous. Um, number four, I got Fast Five. I like that song you're talking about, Sean. That's the only one I remember. <laughs> so it's just that song that's keeping it there. Okay. Um, number five, I got Fast and Furious 4 because I don't remember anything, but yeah. I just know the first movie is bad music. It's like bad, like fart <laughs> oh, rock and like Limp yeah. Biscuit era rap. It's just like, it's not good. I might have to switch four and one then because yeah, I do remember one is like real shitty rock music. Yeah. So Ethan would love, no one will so, know this, but Ethan Levi's brother would love the music soundtrack. So yeah, his, one of the, the one of the few albums I remember him having was Chevelle. <laughs> the, the red one that came out in early 2000s. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. Before Venus era. You guys know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. If not, we'll get, we'll get IT on that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on that. Um, so, do you guys remember any of the music at yeah, all by so, chance? Uh, so I... My brother was a huge fan of the Fast and Furious when it came out, and so I saw Fast and Furious and Fast and Furious 2 when they came out. Oh. Not in the theaters, but as soon as they were on TV, we watched it. And so to me, the first two have the most iconic soundtracks because that's what set the stage for the whole thing. And that mm-hmm. became like in, like a, like the heartbeat of the movie really was like the soundtrack in the first and the second one. And so you're right, it didn't have some rock in the first one, but then it's, it did have like that weird like grungy rap yeah. crap that was going on. But that was like part of the movie. And so I'd hear the songs because they... At the time, my parents were shopping for campers. And so we'd go into the camper dealership, <laughs> and these movies would be playing all the time on these <laughs> tiny TVs in these campers at these camper shows. And so I just remember the soundtracks for both of those so well. And so I would say it's probably the second one's better than the first, but the first two to me are really, really good. And then I really love what they did with the intro scene and the Wiz Khalifa and stuff. Yeah. And so like you're saying, like my head was bobbing when yeah. I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them... Tokyo Drift is a little bit out there. I'd have to watch it again. But then the rest of them, I feel like, are pretty close. Okay. Yeah. 
from now on, every time I think of a camper, I'm going to be thinking of Fast and Furious. <laughs> Just like every time I think of the TV show Cribs, I think of Scarface. Campers, Fast and Furious. I remember at one point we were in this camper and it had surround sound. And so I was sitting on this couch in this fancy camper and my parents were talking to the salesperson. I watched like a half hour of Fast and Furious by myself. This is like a little kid in this uh, RV show that was about to close because we got there late. <laughs> so it's, just, it's just like... It's what I remember about that. Nice. <laughs> okay. K- Kaylin, did you? Uh, no, I think you guys have that? covered it. I okay. would say I'm probably more partial to the um, the the trilogy they call it four, five, and six. Okay. Uh, I like a lot more. I would say than the early movies, and I feel like things have been not so good in the more recent films, which I'll leave to you guys to judge. I'll be interested to hear your okay. hot takes on it. We'll see. I don't mind Wiz and. There's a lot of whiz on these soundtracks. It's true. Forward. It's true. I think for me, maybe it gets overshadowed because I like, like, uh, F8 yeah. a lot less than some of the other movies, and so I'm just mm. like, I can't have it. No music, yeah. nothing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Next one, Sean. What's your car of the movie? Uh. The. Uh, the. What is it? The chart. The Daytona. The, the Charger Daytona. Daytona. That's my favorite car. Okay. It's just cool. <laughs> it does look cool. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is the. Uh, it's Shaw's ramp car. It's okay. the one that we've talked about quite a bit. So. Yeah. So for the Fast Five, mine would have been the Mega Truck, which means I couldn't use it for this one. And so in this one, <laughs> it would say the the blue car that uh, Brian was driving. Yeah. And so it looks like an 80s, like I said, it looks like an 80s Skyline, but it's actually a Ford Escort MK1 that they dressed up to look like that. And so I think it's super cool that they like dug that out of a, the Ford European like group of cars and is like, we should add this to the movie. Yeah. Like I thought that was really cool. So that's probably my favorite car if we're not just getting weird about like the supercars that they show yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm down for the supercar <laughs> Caitlin what about you uh, the American muscle that Dom tries to hand the baby at the beginning that's uh, no <laughs> okay. I'm not a I'm not a car person I, <laughs> I'm not a car person I don't know a lot about cars so <laughs> I have no idea Black. the toy car <laughs> mm-hmm. alright the next ones we do is we always we have a Corona count and a non-Corona count so <laughs> I had 14 Coronas in this Ooh, movie oh I had 13 okay there's there's a scene in here somewhere where they just have like a table full it's, and the, I, end, <laughs> it's the end scene isn't it's it? gotta be yeah, shit it's ton of Corona because yeah, they no. really didn't have a lot of time to drink in this one yeah. no no, not a lot of downtime and then I only have two non-Coronas oh. I think it's Brian and Dom are drinking them at there's some point. two non-beers five champagne glasses yeah uh, I remember the champagne <laughs> and then uh, one bottle of liquor at some point okay I don't yeah. remember where that is okay that's what I got <clears throat> alright um, here is our ranking of the characters this, I guess did you guys do a Corona count no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'd I just want to ask. I want to be a good host over here. We started, we started ranking characters, but we didn't do the Corona okay. okay. Fair enough. Um, Sean, how many characters you got? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15's a collection of characters. Okay. I, got, I got 17. Okay. How many did you guys do? I just did a, a top three, and I guess a bottom... Or, yeah, top three, a bottom two. Okay. Levi, how many? Yeah, I, I think I did three and three. Okay. 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 So we'll just do you guys' three with our bottom three, and then we'll Sounds we'll good. jump through. Okay. So I'll start here. I have Stasiak. Just his returning character. Maybe not even really a character. Rude. <laughs> I feel like he's the perfect bureaucrat. I feel like he fits the role. Yeah. I mean, that's he does what he does. He comes in, gets his nose broke, and then he's gone. So I. <laughs> well, at least he got his nose broke. Some characters come in and then they like try to play it off like they're badass and then they leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he got he got on the ranking here, but it's just not enough to pass any of the real characters here. <laughs> Fair. 
Mine, uh, mine is um, everyone on Shaw's team. Because <laughs> 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 they all suck. Okay. Um, who's your bottom? Caitlin? I think you can guess. Mine is Riley. Not oh. a fan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So mine's also Riley. I actually wrote her down in here as the shitress because she's such a shitty actress. <laughs> so I knew she'd be your bottom. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so my next two guys, it's just the two random guys in Shaw's group. So I think like the sniper and the guy who gets killed. Okay. So I, I'm just having them in there at the bottom because they're barely in the movie. My, mine uh, would be Braga would be next Ooh. just because he's not in it. He's not in it that much. I don't think I even included him. Yeah. See, that's why he's at the bottom. But okay. above Shaw's team. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look up this guy's name. Uh, they call him Adolfson. He's the guy who's wearing like the bluish army uniform, and they're saying is the one who's like sneaking uh, around on the base. <laughs> so oh, the henchman yeah. that sneaks into For the whatever yeah. reason, that guy's really triggering to me. <laughs> Huge no-go. <laughs> yeah, fair. So I would say the mechanic... Uh, he's a fair representation of British people, but it's offensive okay. to the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next person is Elena, because she's just barely in the movie. She's mm. barely above cameo in this movie. Like, I don't know if she was doing something else, or they just didn't want her in the movie, but I would have thought she would have joined the team, but she didn't. Well, I mean, the movie ran for two hours and 11 minutes. How, imagine how long it would have been if we had Mia scenes, and we had Elena scenes, and we had, who else did you want to bring in? Oh, Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. Like, imagine. We wouldn't have enough movie time. I mean, we're, we're going to be talking about this thing for three hours. They can make the movie three hours. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Sean? Uh, mine was Mia. I'm sorry. She got captured. It didn't do much for me. So, Ooh. like, she was Steep drop off here for Mia there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I only ranked above okay. two. Okay, All right. <laughs> um, for me, it's the guy who got death headbutted at the pawn shop. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, stiffen your neck when somebody's going to headbutt you. Do anything but just fall. <laughs> Drop like a sack of potatoes there. Yeah. <laughs> but like half cooked soft potatoes. <laughs> All right. So my next person here is the rest of Shaw's group. So okay. blonde lady, Klaus, and Raid Guy. All right. Mine is Stasiak at this point because I think he was, it was great to see him back. He played a vital role, got Brian in the prison. You just really enjoyed that banter, didn't you? Sean? I did. I, I enjoyed it. Um, my next one is Mia. Mia? Okay. Mine's Elena at this point. Okay. So we're kind of all in the same place here. Um, so now I'm getting into the actual Fast and Furious group. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally into actual well, characters here. Yeah, yeah, real um, characters. I got Han next because he really doesn't do much this movie besides make googly eyes at Giselle the whole movie. <laughs> get beaten up by the Asian <laughs> Yeah, <Yep>, exactly. <laughs> I have Giselle actually at this point. Okay. I got her next, so I, okay. I'm in the same boat. Um, and then I have Riley. Oh, okay. Whoa. What kind of hots do you have for Riley? That I she's don't not know. <laughs> Maybe just because, like, she has... Obviously, I did not see her turn as easily as you guys experienced. <laughs> movie viewers did. So that shocked me, I guess. And I, I know. I needed to put it up there. Giselle really doesn't do anything much besides die. Um, and say her lines poorly. Yeah. yeah. Like, she okay. doesn't really do much in the movie to move it along besides, like, oh, I'm dead at the end and Han has to go to Tokyo now. That's part of the problem with this, like, ensemble group is that some of them, like, get short shafted in some of these movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it was last movie, um, Roman, like, didn't have much to do besides, like, a few one-liners. Yeah. We were talking about Roman didn't have that much to do in this movie either. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. He's just more funny, I guess, so mm -hmm. I remember him better in this movie. Yes. Um, I got Riley next. I just think the plot point, like, her one turn brings her just above <laughs> those people who do nothing. So, <laughs> not that she was good, but just she was there a little more. And then I have Han at this point. Okay, so. okay. Um... 
my number seven here is Tej. Me too, man. <laughs> Same season. Um, yeah. Again, it's just like he's not doing much. He's got a little more banter than the other people, but he's just kind of there. Yeah. So hacking away weirdly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure we got the same next one. Well, actually, no. You like you like my guy next, Roman. Actually, I got. I do have Roman next. I love Roman, but yeah, he doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah, he's so. just one liners here. Yeah. Um. All right. So getting in the top five here. So you guys have top three, right, Frank? Yeah. Okay. Um. I got Hobbs. Big big drop Hobbs. off here for Hobbs at number five. Wow. I have Shaw actually. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, he's just you know other good people are way better. <laughs> Yeah, they're good, but Shaw like does stuff. Hobbs is definitely like his role got cut back. I wonder if he was starting to feud with Vin Diesel a little bit here. Good, good so like they start because I know the next one's the one where like they was, can't be in scenes together. Was Vin being a candy ass at the at this point, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, I think Vin lost mass, and so he looks small against uh, the Rock. Yeah, he does kind of look smaller in this movie. And this, yeah, so if you look, if you watch Fast Five, he has like a fat chin. Mm-hmm. That's because he put he had to put on a ton of mass to like puff up uh, and look like the Rock, and so I think he just got tired of doing that. Huh. And so he lost a little bit of mass. It, yeah. it takes a lot of work to be huge. So yeah. honestly, like the best he looks is in the first movie. Like he's like strong looking, but he's not like he's like lean. Yeah, yeah he's not like puffy. He gets like puff. And I mean, he's older now. It's been twenty years since that movie. Yeah, yeah. I know, but he looked huge in five. Like, yeah, looked, no, he does. He looks yeah. huge. Like he did the same thing that uh, oh, what's his face did for Bane. Um, oh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, and so. Basically, you, you gain muscle, but then you also gain fat. Yeah. But then if you're training enough, then it kind of looks and makes the same shape. Uh, okay. Um, okay, my number four is Shaw. Um, I just think he had a little more to do. Um, all right. And he, I thought he was a good villain. Obviously, he's my number one villain. So I have Letty at number four. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bold yeah. move. Yeah. Well, I, She's the catalyst of the whole movie. <laughs> the entire movie. Just yeah, Letty. but like, I don't know. The other three are just what make it go for me. Okay. Um... I'll do my number three here. Okay. I, I have Letty. I, I shouldn't talk much. I have her one more above. So. <laughs> um, I got Hobbs. Okay. I love Hobbs. I got Hobbs too. Big That's fan. right. <laughs> it's just good. Hobbs would probably be three for me too. Okay. I, I just thought he was doing a little less this movie. Um, my number two is Brian. Me too. Um, this might be controversial. My number two is Han. Oh, uh, what? I think if you like Tokyo Drift, then six is an important movie. For Han, you know, yeah, you're right. And so I feel like Han, like, is emotional in this movie. Like, even if it's just that he's making googly eyes at Giselle <laughs> a lot, he's like trying to help Roman understand that Roman doesn't understand love or whatever. I think it's nice. So oh, Han in number two for me okay. for the progression of the series. I like I like you guys' theory that he is teaching Roman to love, and the next movie <laughs> Roman. Is in love. Finds love. He, he wants to be in love. He wants. To. He doesn't make it, but he wants to be yeah. in love. <laughs> Levi, who's number two? Uh, obviously, Letty, because the whole entire movie hinges on her. But she's not our star. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is a Dom movie, so I got Dom number one here. Um, Me too. Dom is number way. one in every yeah. single movie, including one and three. So. Two and two and three. Sorry. I think up until five, like there was a big competition like is it a brian movie is it a dom movie but after five it just like it's dom it's all yep. dom um and then obviously the next movie it's definitely dom <laughs> um, paul walker may he rest in peace yeah, rest in peace <laughs> rest in peace um all right sean we forgot to do this last podcast so sorry for those viewers or those listeners who uh didn't get this but we're gonna rank the movies here okay so uh we just do this off the cuff so don't feel bad if you guys <laughs> oh i wrote it down. okay um, nice. serious stuff. so sean just rank the movies here real quick uh number six is always my favorite 
the one where I got in on it. Probably five. I had four, I think, too. I'm honestly just going to go, okay, so probably <laughs> six. sequential. Six, five, four. Man, I do love Too Fast and Furious. <laughs> no. For the fuck's sakes, I'll put Too Fast and Furious <laughs> and Tokyo Drift is last. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I debated this all the way, like, up until when we started the podcast, I was debating my number one. I'm going to go with Fast Five for my number one. Okay. Followed very closely by this one. Um, I think this is the best time, like, the ensembles together. Because five, you're getting Hobbs into the group. But then after this, you know, obviously with Paul Walker dying, it's tough to keep the group together. So, um, I think this is, like, when the group's the best. But I just like Fast Five better. So, it goes five, six, one, three, two for me. Or four it would be, I guess I forgot four. Four is behind Tokyo Drifts. So, three, four, two. I think that's fair. Uh, I ranked all eight of them because... We're only here for this one. Yeah. yeah so uh, five is number one for me also. I just like it better. Don't know why. And then seven and then six, like Deckard better than Owen Shaw, I guess. Okay. Then the OG, number one, followed by four, three, so Tokyo Drift. Oh! And then Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, and no, then... Don't, don't, don't be sorry. I can't believe Tokyo <laughs> Drift is not last. And That's then the Fate of the Furious pulling up the rear. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't love it. Wow. So. Yep, so I would do probably five and then one. And then, I don't know, four and six are pretty close. And then uh, Tokyo Drift and then two. And then the last two are at the very end because they suck. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Seven's okay. Eight is horrible. <laughs> so what, what about what are your guys' thoughts on Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, uh, hilarious! Exactly it. what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I think we saw that together. We went together. We? Yeah. <laughs> he just and jumps off the skyscraper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, that's uh. That's Fast and Furious Six. Um, like, thank you guys again for coming and joining us here. Throwing, drop some knowledge on us. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. You're great. Oh, you oh, have way hey, more knowledge than we do. We never talked about the reverse racing. Oh yeah. So I was trying. I didn't remember where it was. So I didn't want to bring it up and get the uh, wrong. So scene. it was when he was racing Letty. Okay. That he doesn't. She's like, this guy's crazy. Um, so uh, so when you're in reverse, so you, when you're going forward, <laughs> your car has anywhere from three to eight gears, depending on your car mm-hmm. and your transmission. Yeah, when yeah. you're in reverse, you're in first gear. In reverse. So I want you to get in your car. I want you to shift it down into first. Then I want you to see how fast you can go. Don't blow a head gasket. Keep it under a red line. You can't go that fast. Can you go maybe 30? That's a recurring thing that happens in all these films is them going in reverse just as fast as someone going forward. Unless he's dropping racing trainings with shiftable reverse gears. I have seen a car with two reverse gears. I don't remember what it was. I thought it was psycho. I didn't understand it at the time. But, like, that's the most you'll see anywhere in any transmission, unless he's custom building transmissions, mm-hmm. which is, he's good. He's not that good. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to come in here and be like, guy, you guys are idiots. It's way easy to do. Just go in reverse. Floor you, just, you just turn the transmission around. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. That, that, we, we've been talking about that every time. So, I'm, so, glad, I'm glad you dropped some more knowledge. So, unless you're racing at 30 miles an hour, no. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Yeah, yeah anything you guys want to plug? Any, yeah, anybody you want to give a shout out to? Any shout outs? Shout out to Ethan uh, <laughs> and your taste in music. <laughs> to the legend Ethan Hefflop for introducing me to the past and <laughs> um, Yeah, any, any last words you guys want to say on the series? Anything else? Yeah. yeah. Um, you have to really 
my problem with your guys' ranking of the movies is that you didn't see them, I assume you guys didn't see them in context at the time that they were released, the first yeah. two. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, my brother's really into it. I didn't. I never. I, I saw. Yeah, I never saw. I don't think I saw Too Fast, Too Furious until we started doing this, basically. Right, and so like when you watch them at the time, then they're a lot better because at the time it was really, really good. All the crap that they did to yeah. that. Yeah. And so today we're like, oh, our graphics are so good. Oh yeah, for for sure. We definitely have some recent recency bias on like the graphics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, you don't like when they show the flames uh, inside the car. <laughs> the flames are like the PlayStation Two type graphics where yeah, they like, show the, the camera car. go through the car. You know, and I'm, yeah, you I'm, gotta see it all. I'm sure they were awesome, like when they came out. But just like watching now, it's tough to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they, they wanted to get you into the car. Yeah, for without sure. you know, actually being in a car. <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot to be said that like, those movies started this whole series. So like, mm-hmm. obviously they were good. So like they did the first one perfect, or else we wouldn't have the rest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, Sean, we are moving on to what is it? Furious Seven. Is that what the title is? Yes. So. So, uh, where we get our last Blue Eyes video here. It's been a long day. (laughs) Charlie Puth in the building. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, everybody. uh, Thanks for listening here. Um, Like and rate us. Tell your friends about us. Subscribe and all that jazz. Yeah, and thank you guys again for showing up. Of course. Thanks for having us. And uh, see ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Pandering Talk. If you got any questions, concerns, or comments, just hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all under The Pandering Talk. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.